Okay. What do you mean something went wrong? I'm not doing this today, Ticketmaster. Oh my god. We're fucked. Okay, now I have a QID. I have to be able to get tickets to this. It's Gillette Stadium. It's huge. It's fucking huge. There's three shows. We're gonna be fucked. <laughs> We're not getting tickets. I can't. Yo, yo. Aiden, do the thing. What's good, creamers? What's good, Creamers? Welcome back to episode 131 of the Half and Half podcast. As usual, I'm Vasan Karambas, joined by the illustrious Aiden Mangan. And, not just joined by Aiden, we have a guest, friend of the show, multiple-time guest. Lindsay's here, everyone. Clap it up. Hey, everyone. Some virtual clap. So I was going to say, Lindsay, you are now a three-time guest of yeah. the Half and Half podcast. It's I an think, honor. Well, we're happy to hear that. Um, does that make her tied for the lead? Is Arjun also a three-timer or is he four? Yeah, Arjun's probably up there. And then technically... Um, Nick's been on assuming, too. Yeah, there's Nick. And also yeah. the, if the Half and Half tradition with 2100 podcast host Jason. Mm. Anyway, Jason will hit three times, too. will also be up to three. Yeah. Which, so you're, which, in esteem, which, you're in an esteemed air. Yeah. Awesome. Look at that. Yeah, which not to make any like not to make any too big of promises yet, but we've reached out to Jason about uh, doing another Christmas episode, and he's definitely interested. So we should be coming back for another year. The holidays are all about coming together, and we're coming out <laughs> with a bunch of collaboration episodes. So oh, basically, yeah. Taylor lot. Swift needs to keep making albums if I want to be <laughs> being competitive with my. Um, my well, guesting. No, that's, that's very true because um, Brock Hampton retired, which Nick, so Nick can always bring up for Brock Hampton. Oh, did they really retire? So they, they were yeah, they, what they breaking called up, yeah. their last project. So yeah. they're done. Got it. So, okay. Yeah. I missed that. Yeah, so they, <laughs> I never believe rappers when they say they retired because they never yeah. do. Well, as, that, I guess it's a group they're breaking up. It's not like they're individually yeah. retiring, but. Yeah, every rapper that retires is always really funny because then, like, a year and a half later, they're like, oh, here's an album. Though. Like, Logic. <laughs> We gave yeah, him a lot of stuff so for funny, a few where we liked God. the album, but then he disappeared for like yeah. a year. <laughs> well, I will say, I mean, if Taylor doesn't come out with any albums in the next, you know, mm-hmm. year or two, and we all know I can only come on here for Taylor-related content. Of course, yeah. So yeah. we do have some other chances. She announced that she is going to be directing a full feature film. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. And I thought she was going to jump into acting first because she kind of dabbled she's a, little a little bit of that. Bit. I, 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 don't, I don't think she ever started acting. Oh, I'm kidding. No. But <laughs> she, she's been fine in the stuff she's I saw. She's been Valentine's Day and Cats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steve okay, okay, she, okay, she, she wasn't good in Cats, but nobody was good in Cats. Who was <laughs> salvaging <laughs> that film? Yeah. Um, then also, I intend to go to her tour this summer. Um, there wow. was some faltering you survived with acquiring the tick- i did not survive but my friend got the email this past week that we will be given a chance to purchase tickets have you heard about that no i, I know that there's like there was a ticket master fiasco right with oh yeah we can get into process. that too yeah I, I i vaguely have heard about this ticket master fiasco but i've not read into it at all yeah i've heard like, about i, it. I, I really? do not know much about it yeah it's 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 been one of those things that have just like been happening like behind me i guess and i've just like not looked 
Ticketmaster okay, so... has done shitty things before. Like, I believe it's with Bad Buddy. They kind of sold <laughs> tickets that weren't actually mm. there. Right? Yeah, so Ticketmaster I... sucks. Like, that's just not yeah. a thing. Yeah. Who wants to ever surprised. say that, Aiden? No yeah, one exactly. said that before. <laughs> that's yeah. a new opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ticketmaster once had to, like, refund a bunch of money to people because they were, like, overcharging on fees, like, purposely. I remember that. Like, yeah. They, like year like systematically for years they were overcharging because no one was like noticing and then like they were just like the court was like you have to give these people all their money no back. i think people notice because my dad one of his favorite things to post about on facebook is the outrageous prices he pays for concert tickets. that's so, so awesome i love yeah. that <laughs> but what um, happened with taylor swift's uh ticketmaster stuff with because I know people were like, in a, it was like an absurdly long queue to get in to even yeah. buy tickets. So like, objectively, it was bad and Ticketmaster is bad. But then also add in the power of Swifties and yeah, the rage and just <laughs> impassioned, impassioned emotion they can feel mm-hmm. about really anything, right? Absolutely. So yeah. um, basically, yeah, they had pre-sale based on being a verified fan which was generally like you could sign up for it and I signed up for it and didn't get the code but my friend did so we're like Mm -hmm. okay cool she'll get the tickets and then so first of all you had to just become a verified fan you also could have a capital one credit card which I realized Larry has (laughs) so I was like Larry (laughs) you are our backup Um, there was a verified fan sale and a capital one sale I also mm-hmm. think probably these kids who are like freshly 18 were like ordering credit cards, which is probably not great. That's um, <laughs> yeah, this is this is a whole oh discussion God. of like Taylor, and I understand a lot of this is, is Ticketmaster too, right? But yeah. it's like Taylor at times, it's like she's a little bit, she's a little girl boss. Like she's a little mm-hmm. bit, she, she doesn't hate capitalism. And yeah. I think at times, hey girlies, it, let's get that credit score up for my concert. <laughs> and I think at times it could be to the detriment of her like teenager fans. Yeah. Such <laughs> a weird collab, like sponsorship, like cap, Capital One ticket presale gets your credit card. Well, that's not the case for a lot. Like the American mm-hmm. Express sometimes does presales yeah. for different yeah. concerts, all these credit cards, which there, seems yeah, a little problematic. There, there's another thing too. Fans. Yeah, there's another thing too of like um, a lot of like uh, sports places. Like I remember even at the U.S. Open, they have like exclusive like seats and clubs and type of things. Yeah. For like, it's like, oh, you can only go to this if you're like an American Express card holder or something. That is like that. that, that yeah, like, what? That. They sponsor so much stuff. Yeah. They sponsor venues. They sponsor mm-hmm. segments on broadcast. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny. I'm just picturing like a horde of like taylor swift fans are like attacking like going to the local local like capital one place and just like banging the doors asking for credit cards <laughs> and, and think about your understanding of money and all of that when you were younger right and like mm-hmm. you know these kids are either asking their parents to do things or if they're in a certain age range where like maybe they have some money from a part-time job it's like yeah. you know college so kids, taylor yeah. posted on tiktok that like she has four different versions of her her vinyl and she was like hey look if you put yeah. them all together they make a clock. i have very and I'm strong like, feelings wait, wait if you put them all together they make a what, what a it? clock like <laughs> four se- and i'm like girl like first of all you are so rich and 
And like, it's just like, I understand like it probably has something to do with album sales, but you're probably going to have great album sales anyway. And like the people who are going to be most susceptible that like if they have their own money, awesome. Like if this is like a 20 something year old fan with their own job and they Mm want to spend it that way, that's great. It's an adult purchase choice. You have, there are like children and teenagers especially the ones that like do have a little money they're gonna be like i'm gonna buy all these vinyls and then just like with no record player it really is dark to think about that there's like definitely kids that are getting bullied right now because they only have like three of the four or something I'm like you know like, a parent like, being yeah. asked for christmas like hey can you give me this vinyl set and i don't know if they sell it as a bundle it sounds like they're disparate like they're separate copies so, like, I'm imagining some, like, parent who's, like, not really in touch with all this being, like, what the hell are they talking about? The I mean, I think, that, that's big, I, I think to, to kind of, like, go back to, like, our Christmas episode last year, we, we basically couldn't remake, like, Jingle All the Way doing that. Like, instead of a Turbo <laughs> Man, it's a dad who knows nothing about Taylor Swift having to go get his four versions of Idol for his daughter. Great short film or yeah. full feature length film. Maybe mm, that's the yeah. one Taylor will write. <laughs> yeah, the other thing that's interesting with the Vital stuff is like, uh, I think Anthony Fantana made a video on it, but I read an article about it as well. It's like when big, because like Vital production, like it's gone up, but it's not gone up where there's like new vinyl facilities popping up left and right it's still a fairly yeah. limited yeah production source so when a big well, it, artist it, like it, Taylor it's a niche Swift, it's a niche yeah. hobby it is like that's, it still is yeah. even though it's kind of made a comeback it's still a niche so when a big artist like taylor swift and her like team come to these production facilities and they're like we're gonna have this many vinyls we're gonna have these different variants the, those facilities like those orders take priority because it's like that's the big artist order that's where they're gonna get probably a lot of money out of it by pumping all of those out because I know they're mm-hmm. also going to sell and they'll probably have to produce more and more. And what that does is any other artist kind of gets mm. put on hold. Like if you've ordered a vinyl from an artist that's maybe not super big in the past couple of years, those things are delayed like a year, even more, because uh. we're still dealing with like supply chain issues. My problem is so, like, queen. Yeah, I'm not like <laughs> blaming her for any. Like, I don't. I it feels it's it feels weird to yeah, figure out how to describe oh, blame here. Yeah, it's, like, it's not a marketing. It's, move. it's not her fault that there's not like enough vinyl plants in America. Right. Yeah, but also but I do like think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I just wanted to add. Like, I think she like I I would it would be nice maybe if she was like a little more cognizant of like her position as a bigger artist makes it easier to produce these finals and put them in every target or every like supermarket in America and make it quick to get them shipped out. But like, kind of like you said, Lindsay, she's very rich. She has money. She's going to sell physical. She's going to sell tickets. She's doing an arena tour. She's going to be fine. But like a lot of like smaller artists, like physical sales are their bread and butter. Cause you're not making money off of Spotify. Like yeah, that. absolutely. So it is interesting. Like her, like, four variant vinyl thing it like impacts like her younger fans who are like maybe not fiscally as aware and then it also impacts other people in the industry who just aren't going to command the level of sort of almost respect at these production facilities where they're going to get their stuff released before taylor swift's gets produced so and let's talk about the fact that all four of those vinyls none of them have the 3 a.m tracks which she announced 3 a.m the day that the album mm. came out and some of them are really good songs and i'm like holding out on buying the vinyl because i'm like 
I would like to have those. Complete but version. I don't think it even exists yet. <laughs> and it's like I the holiday know. season. I'm like, oh my that, god. That, that, is, that, that is very funny for her to like randomly drop it and like say like the middle of February or something. Like, oh now here's like the version of the 3 a.m.s. Like, right. Yeah, it's, it's like, like what? Why? <laughs> Why now? I'll give her like half credit for making each of the variants like different aside from the color, like the actual in, like the stuff you get yeah, inside yeah. the sleeve is different, but I don't know, man. Being like, here's four different colored vinyls that form a... And she's always been like that. Like, (laughs) for various album releases, it's been like, oh, with this version of the CD, you get different journal entries I've written and stuff. It's like, she's always been very much like that. And it's like, it's cool because it's like, oh, collect them all. Now I'm thinking like Pokemon or something. (laughs) I've got, like, I've been playing Let's Go Eevee, so that's on the mind, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, Um, mean, Pokemon is also uh, similar to her because... uh, they wow, they they have girl. always released two versions of the same yes, game. Yes, yes. <laughs> Larry and I were just talking about that. <laughs> They're like it, one it of the is... only franchises that still does that. Yeah, it is so diabolical. Taylor it's... is Pokemon. They yeah, are the exactly. same. Yeah, I'm so surprised she hasn't done a song for them yet. I know. Why the, yeah, why did they go with Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheer- I, I don't know if you know this, Lindsay. Yeah. When you beat the game, Ed Sheeran plays during the credits on the new one. Not, not of Let's Go Eevee of the new game. The newest one, the Scarlet yeah. Violet. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's Ed incredible. Sheeran's on the credits. Ed Sheeran's a whole nother thing where it's like, I used to really like him. Like his He's first, an institution. Was, it, was, was his first one plus or was it X? I think plus, plus came first. And so sure, album titles are awful. Okay, I don't. I well, that's the it. thing; it's gotten terrible. Like I used to really like Ed Sheeran. I liked his like very like just acoustic vibe, and yeah. it's just back, back so when he was like a soft hill. boy. Yeah, like back when yeah, he was, like, soft yeah. boy Ed, great. Yeah, and, and like you Pharrell know, his... made him cool when they made Sing, which I contend yeah. is the best Ed Sheeran song. Was mm-hmm. yeah, and then just and you know he had a feature on Red in 2012 Mm, for taylor like you know that was back when he was in his prime and then i mean ed i'm sorry i do not like how your career has gone i agree Um, it's it's congrats on the money i guess congrats he's still like the most streamed artist on spotify or something absurd he's his numbers are no i think i think i think bad bunny and drake are higher than him. i I was gonna say i thought drake was pretty high they beat him out yeah for a while it was him even after his prime like he's washed but he's still absurdly yeah i think it's a lot of like moms on it i i I was literally about to say moms need pop music too and that's kind of like what like i think he's like genuinely like one of the last like radio stars i would say like his music is so like palatable to an extent that it's like oh he's not gonna say anything like too bad that like the moms are gonna like turn the song off wet with their kids in the car you know yeah. yeah right and then on top of that i guess taylor's like she's still a pop artist but she's definitely taken herself in like this kind of folksy direction at least with the couple last couple of releases yeah not so much this one but this yeah, one was yeah, a little was. more edgy but um yeah but oh but back to the ticket master yeah i know so, i know um, we went on a wide oh, yeah order. yeah yeah and then we'll get back to the album the but... taylor swift <laughs> capitalism tour yeah. yeah it's it's honestly you know a lot of comp conflict inside of me about all of this but um, <laughs> yeah so basically um the day comes to the pre-sale my friend since she's in charge of buying the tickets she was like all day had Ticketmaster open think about the implications of this as well kids are trying to go to school parents who are buying them tickets are trying oh, to God, work yeah Ugh. and 
Um, Taylor probably actually had a substantial impact on the productivity of the nation. Perhaps <laughs> the world. probably did, honestly, because like you it, know, it, it, everyone's it, Instagram story that day was just them in queue. Like it really, it really refresh. was the day the world stood still. Like it really was. Yes. Or spamming refresh to get into the queue. Like that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, she crazy. my friend had no luck. She actually eventually had to like go on a flight, but then I think reopened it on her phone for a bit. Like anyway, she had no luck. She was willing so to was crash the like, plane. I, I was about to say she was willing to like take the plane down with her phone. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, so that failed, but I got this with the Capital One presale. Like with Larry's Capital One card. And then they freaking canceled the Capital One what? presale. Capital oh one, why? Oh, actually, no, sorry. I'm mixing shit up. I'm mixing shit up. They delayed it by a day because it was supposed to be 10 a.m. or something for the ticket ma- uh, Ticketmaster verified fan and then 2 p.m. for Capital One. Obviously, everyone at Ticketmaster was like, oh, we're screwed. Let's delay this a day. So hmm. then I tried to do the Capital One. Sorry, I was jumping ahead. Yeah. They did the Capital One. I tried. Um, I did have a little more success than her. Like, I kept... It kept suggesting me tickets, but okay. then uh, they would go away immediately. Like someone grabbed them. And mm. also another problem is it has the dynamic pricing, which from what I understand, an artist can decide if they want dynamic pricing or not. And so is, is, dyna- is dynamic like um, based off like um, availability, demand. the price might change? And yeah. demand and stuff. So like- Okay, gotcha. Kind of like what Uber does, right? Like going you get an yes. Uber when yeah. it's like yes. super busy, everyone's leaving the bar. 2 a.m. in Philly, you'll have yeah. like the most expensive Ubers, yeah. It was like 2 a.m. in Philly. Um, yeah, oh no. <laughs> like, you know, it, the prices kept going up and like, you know, it was, it was fine. Like fortunately it was something that I was still like, okay, I'll pay that, I guess. But, you know- not ideal mm-hmm. so you right. know kept going with that i think some people were annoyed that like there were all these vip tickets that were Packages. offered that were like absurdly expensive so some people had to buy those because they just wanted to be able to go mm-hmm. um a lot of issues there but i had no luck i kept trying and trying and i eventually said the sale has sold out for you know whatever was available for capital one so i was like take me to that moment how heartbreaking did you feel did you literally feel your heart drop i'm not gonna lie like throughout all of this i was kind of like we'll we'll do it somehow like i was like okay yeah yeah uh i was like general sale we'll do it and also like to be honest i've seen her before i really want to see her but i was like if i have to i will buy tickets the day of the concert Mm -hmm. and like hopefully they'll go down a bit because people are like oh i can't go she's in philly two days as well right yes Actually, I think it might be three now. It might be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think she might have added a day. Yeah. Um, so anyway, regar- like throughout the whole thing, I was like, you know what? We'll, we'll do it somehow. And then I was like, okay, so I guess we're doing general on sale. And then Ticketmaster announced the general sale has been canceled. And I'm like, wait, how can you cancel the general sale? Wait, like, that's I'm like, crazy, yeah. What? How are people supposed to get tickets if you can't buy them? <laughs> like, Right, and there was a lot of disputes about like, whether did they actually sell out all the tickets in the mm. pre-sales accidentally or are were they like we messed up really bad let's reconvene figure this out and hold on to those tickets for now i'm still not really sure if mm-hmm. the tickets that my friend's gonna have a chance to buy which i'll explain if those like were sold back or if they were available i don't know but oh and then the whole time this is happening 
so Taylor Nation, which is like Taylor's like kind of marketing thing and the, the her store. She has like a separate Taylor Nation Twitter that's run by, you know, people on her team. The that, whole time they were like that, that, I just want to say that's that's such a girl boss title. I love oh, it. Oh yeah, Taylor Nation. She's just like, okay, I'm sorry. YouTube, I'm that's a vloggers a fan base. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, that's what it sounds like. I'm starting and, a new collective. It's called Taylor's Nation. Taylor Nation. <laughs> Taylor's Nation. It sounds like a country or something. Yeah. Um, but the whole time they were like retweeting like remixes that's another thing too taylor keeps coming out with remixes of some of her singles um like dance remix and it's like a yeah. whole sales related thing again and, and the people were like you're retweeting these remixes when this shit is going down mm -hmm. with the yeah. sale so eventually they just like retweeted Ticketmaster's statement that <laughs> they retweeted <laughs> that gen the general sale was canceled oh and that's then so finally good. i think it took a day or two but taylor put out a statement that was basically she didn't take a lot of ownership but she was basically like i was told by Ticketmaster that they could handle this which is a good point right like oh yeah no, that their no, servers yeah, I, and everything yeah I don't she's like i'm annoyed too like yeah this this definitely seems more like a Ticketmaster problem yeah. like there were a couple choices that i'm like yeah you didn't have to do dynamic pricing no nah, like yeah, that so. but like yeah, yeah. There's also other, like, I'm reading an article, like, it seems like Ticketmaster didn't manage, like, sort of the preferences properly. Yes. So, like, there's an account from someone who, like, was supposed to go to a Taylor Swift mini tour in 2020 called Lover's Fest, but obviously, yes, like, most yes. things in 2020, it got canceled, and they were supposed mm. to get preferential access, and they were talking about how oh, wow. uh, I tried to get in and buy tickets, and they were all sold out, and I was like, damn, that's a bummer. And then she had a friend text her and say, hey, I got six tickets, do you want one? And she was like, thanks, but, like, how? Because her friend didn't have any of, like, the yeah. supposed boosts. Like, mm -hmm. no lovers, fest, tour tickets, no midnight merchandise purchases. None of that. She was just, she just, She's like, got there. got them. So, I guess there's, like, I guess Ticketmaster's management of, like, how people are supposed to get access, like, in terms of, like, who gets it first, who gets it next, who gets it second. Preferential mm -hmm. is supposed to give you, like, a slight head start, I'd assume it's, like, yeah. Exactly. And I think apparently, I don't know if they bought any tickets, they might have gotten blocked, but just traffic to the site, they said all of these people who did not have the verified fan codes were on the site. I don't know if they made it in, <laughs> but I was like, if I How's knew that, that I would have tried to buy it. Yeah, it's just like, like other code issues yeah. too with like the code working for multiple people. So like it was yeah. like five oh, people okay. were writing one code. I don't so blame Ticketmaster from like a server perspective because like I don't know if there's any way you can prepare for that many people on your site. But yeah. like it seems like the other stuff, they definitely should have had that figured out, like how people got access. And also the code stuff too. You could make codes one use. Like once they're entered, it's dead or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say what they're doing now, I think they should have done from the start. So basically my friend got this email that said, you for the verified fan sale you were supposed to get a boost, which I think is what for the lover fest, those Same people thing. were supposed to get a yeah. boost. I don't know why my friend had a boost. It could have been various things, but regardless, she was supposed to get a boost. And they said, we would like to give you the opportunity to purchase. So it's like, they're trying to be very like, mm -hmm. if you don't get a ticket, please don't sue us. Yeah. Yeah. But like an opportunity to purchase two tickets. And they said sometime between now and um, the 23rd of December, she will have a chance to go on the site. And they said, they were kind of vague, but they said it's staggered based on tour dates. And I'm like, 
why didn't they do that to start? They didn't have yeah. one pre-sale day to, okay, today we're doing pre-sales for New York, Philly, and Boston. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what? because the traffic, it's like, how did you expect it was going to work with, I mean, Taylor Swift has so many fans and then add in the demand of COVID. She hasn't toured in a few years now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. They should have done it from the start like that, honestly, but. Yeah. I mean, like you, you have to realize like this is going to be one of the largest tours like ever. Like this will make hundreds of millions just off revenue. Like it's going to be crazy. Legs of the yeah. tour where she's using the same venue for a couple days. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. It's probably, well, it's, it's like, this probably is the biggest tour of her mm-hmm. career in terms of that scale yeah. alone. Yeah. Have, have you both, uh, th- this is like the little bit of TikTok knowledge that like got, that gets to me occasionally. Have you seen like the, I, I, I finna be in the pit girl thing? No. Oh, actually. Really? Oh, okay. Well then I was gonna make a joke, but it won't make any sense. I'll send you guys that later. Um, there was this one she's girl watching at the Taylor concerts. Well, there, there was this one girl who tried to get into like a Harry Styles concert, but like it didn't work out. But she was like, you know, I'm only gonna go if uh, I finna be in the pit. And she was like a white girl from California. <laughs> oh, and she's using like vernacular that yeah, she should like, be yeah. finna be in the pit. I was just thinking about with that, like the Taylor Swift co- like co- concert too. Like the, I can imagine there's just like no there's like, no pit at a Harry Styles concert. Why? Well, yeah, there's four seats, four seats. Yeah, but like when you it's say like pit, some... I think of like a mosh pit. Like that's but a pit's a pit. That's not a pit's a pit. Yeah, but like who's moshing? <laughs> and look, the, trust me, I'm sure. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure Harry Styles fans go crazy. Okay. Like, oh yeah. But I'm he sure plays they're... as it was, and they're like, chum, they're like ripping each other's stuff yes, off. Yes, exactly. Like probably, probably. Dude, okay, I got the stop. Like, I think like the like the the wildness of Swifties and the wildness of Harry Styles fans. Are going to be very similar. That, that is true, actually. Like the, the so, manic energy that some of the the people who paid two thousand. There is crossover. There's yeah. a lot of crossover. They, I saw so many people with them in their wrapped together. Like they was always like Swift that was me. Styles. <laughs> there it is. It makes sense too, yep. though. Like I mean, I think like both of their releases this past year have very like have genre overlap too. So yeah, yeah like they're both generally pop. Um... Yeah, I mean, we could go into. I personally liked. I I obviously listened to his new album quite a bit because he was in my Wrapped. But um, mm-hmm. I like his previous album better. I think it I had agree. more um, like uh, peaks and valleys, kind of like um, he belted more. It was more interesting. Yeah. This one's yeah, more easy listening, right? Yeah. Like it's nice vibes. I I, I agree. I well, it's I, when I first listened to the Harry Styles when I texted Larry, and I, I just kind of said. This. Yeah, I, I basically said, like, I think it will win album of the year at the Grammys because, like, it's fine it's easy overall, listening, which but is it's, like, so listenable. It's, like, okay. it, yeah. it, like, and critics, for some reason, go crazy for stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. music critics are like, oh, my God. Well, it's easy it's to listenable. listen to, right? I mean, it's, it's easy like to he, listen to. He did a good job crafting a very, like, you know, you put it on and did, it's, did, like. But did he do a good job? Uh, he did a fine like, job he belted that. maybe like once or twice in the entire album and i actually think he's really good at like hitting yeah. some of those like you know stronger notes like like you said with sign of the times i was actually listening to that the other day and i'm like this mm-hmm. is so dramatic and like yeah that's like I, the I, first single right for what he went so i think so and like i have a soft spot for those like emo moments you know and there wasn't quite enough of that going on in this one, yeah i mean look so. I, I still i still have lights up in the door you and wow okay i'll try that again I still have them in rotation. 
like there are definitely Harry Styles songs I really like. Just like this album to me is more just not like just like it's just not as good. It's just it's, it's, it's what it would do what, what you call like bedroom pop, like you know, sort of very like Kinda, vibey, yeah. like that's the thing. It's I, like, I, I, I would call that's it, very easy to put on in places. And I mean, there is a level of skill needed to do that. But I, 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 I would more call it, I would more call it playlist music than anything mm-hmm. else. It, it's like, it's just there to like, like, it's just there to exist and be on a playlist. And you can throw it on in most situations that it'll, no one's going to like, no one's going to be mad about it because it's listenable. Like, yeah, they're just going to yeah. be like, oh, this is. Someone might bob their head a little bit and be like, oh, this is nice. Which, yeah, exactly. Which I just looked it up. The Grammys do have him nominated for Album of the Year with Harry's House. So it's... He's going to win. He's like, my prediction definitely has a real shot here. Who else is on that? Who else is nominated? Yeah, let me me run through through this real quick. DJ Um, Khaled. Not for Album of the Year. He's on there for Rap Album (laughs) of the Year, which is so funny. Uh, ABBA with Voyage. I did not listen huh. to that. Have I had an album this year? Apparently, um, Adele with Thirty, which came out last year. I actually never listened to that one. I feel like it's been a minute. It was. I it forgot was Thirty was listened, new. But... I thought it was old. Yeah. It, it came out in twenty twenty one, but the way that the Grammys do like their like um, periods, like where you can be eligible for stuff, it's really weird. Yeah. Um, Bad Bunny's album. I try and try pronouncing it. Verano Sinti. It's one with um, the heart on it, right? Yes, it's the latest one. Yeah. Uh, Renaissance by Beyonce. That's a good one. Yeah. Brandy Charlie or Brandy Carlisle in these Brandy silent Charlie. Days. Yeah, that was the wrong. <laughs> I don't know who Brandy Carlisle is. This is probably something. Really? She is I, great. Yeah. You should listen to her. I think you'd like her. Okay. Well, I, I will then. She's kind of like um, She's got a country like touch, but much mm-hmm. more like singer songwriter. Okay. There was a song by her in the 2000s that was really popular called The Story. Mm. Um, but she's kind of back more as like a more indie singer songwriter, but she's very good. Gotcha. So she's been around for a little bit, right? Yeah, so, she's been around yeah. a minute. Th- this next one, I think, is like the most blasphemous one on the list. It's Coldplay Music of the Spheres. <laughs> That came, what? It came out 2021. It, it it was on my worst album list, I think. It's also it was, very it, it forgettable. Was like near, it, it was a near cut, at least. Like, it, it's not good. It's it's very it falls boring. into most late career Coldplay stuff where it just yeah. it's just there, not there's it nothing special stick. about it. Yeah. I think their I, last no real their last good album was um oh man probably. Milo's was it like 2015 2016 like it had rainbow stuff Hold, give me a sec it's oh Milo's like milo's Zolato or whatever it's, it's, it's probably that one give yeah. me one sec I'm milo's Zolato, 2011 2012 then 2013 2014 it was ghost stories mm-hmm. yeah 2015 2018 oh, era. I, liked, I liked some in a head a head full of dreams i didn't mm-hmm. mind i don't i, I didn't mind say, that yeah, I wouldn't say necessarily like the whole album's perfect, but like I saw them right around that time live, and it was a great show. I mean, mm-hmm. I saw them. At oh, I've heard, yeah, I've, I've heard they do. I heard I've heard their shows are a lot of fun. Yeah, and like him for the weekend, um, with Beyonce and stuff. Like, yeah, I like those. Um, definitely more pop, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think I'll, I'll edit what I said. I don't think since a head full of dreams, they have had like a particularly good album. I agree. 
they've kind of gone in like an EDM inspired direction, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. as well with some of this stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, it, it's music of the spheres. Music of the spheres sounds super desperate too, because like there's like a Selena Gomez feature and a BTS feature. Oh yeah, it's like oh, you're just trying to like. And they have the cachet to pull those. Catchy, I will say. It is. It is catchy, but like it, it's like it just it feels so much like you're just trying so hard to like hold on to that little bit of like mm-hmm. mainstream relevance relevancy in like the pop world that you have left. It's like BTS, please bring us there. <laughs> um, but yeah, to quickly go through the other ones because I know we only have like two minutes on this call left. Um, Harry's house, which will win. Um, <laughs> Kendrick, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. Uh, Lizzo, Special, which I, I would even argue, I don't think that really should be nominated. It's okay, yeah. in my opinion, but I thought her first one was a lot better. Her, not really, her previous totally. album was a lot better. Yep. Um, Mary J. Blige, Good Morning Gorgeous. Specifically, Good specifically Deluxe, which I find funny. Oh. But like, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I haven't listened to that, but Mary J. Blige is talented. I'm not going like, to hate on her oh, for yeah. that. Yeah, so... I could see, I, I will say, Aiden and I have talked about this, Kendrick could win as, like, a we owe you an album of the year. Right. They owe him, like, multiple albums of the years. I really enjoyed Beyonce's album, too. Me, too. Um, yeah. That, that also okay is that. probably in some of my top. I mean, it's it's also very listenable, but in a different way than yeah, it is. It, it's, well, like it, it's more dynamic. Yeah, it's, it's way more, more dynamic. dynamic. Yeah. That, it's I, that's why I like in a way, like, it, like, I think Harry Styles, and I know we got to wrap up here, Harry Styles' album, it's sort of like, does it offend the ear? So it's easy to sort of, you know, it's easy yes. to put it on. I think Beyonce's album, like, it like grabs your attention. And oh, you're yes. like, oh, I'm into this. You That's can put on the background of party and people be moving a lot more than they would be during the Harry Styles one. That's absolutely yeah. a thing. Yep. But um, we're going to... Yeah, we can wrap up this part. Take a and then, quick break. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to actually review the album because yeah. I know we have it. We spent 40 minutes <laughs> not reviewing the album, but we will. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Our show, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Chill. Chill. All right. We'll, we'll hop back. We'll hop off and we'll be right back. Yeah. And we're back after taking a short break. Uh, we talked about Ticketmaster, uh, Taylor Swift's uh, Tolerance for Capitalism, and the Best Album of the Year nominations at Grammy. So I think now we have finally enough context to actually mm-hmm. talk about the album itself, Midnight's by Taylor Swift, that came out earlier this year in October. So, Lindsay, like, uh, I imagine you, like many Taylor Swift fans, were, like, really excited when she, like, put out kind of the whole, like, vague announcement, like, saying she'll give more information at Midnight and all of that stuff but like what was like kind of your initial expectation based on her announcement right because she like i remember she posted some stuff on instagram right explaining kind of like the concept for the album right like what it represents yeah it's interesting so i was excited because i could tell it would be more pop and it's Mm -hmm. mixed feelings with that because i loved folklore and evermore um i think i've said before that like her going in that direction was just slop in my trowel and i am the pig just eating that (laughs) like i you know hunger games safe and sound taylor signal for that Mm -hmm. did i say signal signal Signal, yeah (laughs) that was like i remember being like wow that'd be great if she made a whole album of this well she did too so Mm -hmm. i love that would love for and i could definitely see her in the future dancing back into that maybe mixing it in stuff like I think as she gets more and more mature, there probably will be continue to be more of that. 
Mm-hmm. And she also seems to like to experiment a lot in the past maybe like decade or so anyway. Like ever since she started going into pop, right? Like that was an experiment. And then since then, she's been playing around with different sounds, different levels of success, I would say. But um, yeah. so like, I was like, okay, this probably won't be the same. Still excited for the pop. Um, see what direction she's going in kind of post folklore and evermore. Um, I was intrigued by the midnights throughout her life. I was kind of like, okay, so is this like, are you actually using songs that you wrote? when you were younger I think based on after listening to it a lot I think it's all pretty much newer songs but maybe she as always probably recycled certain ideas that maybe she had a while ago and she talked about some older relationships I think at some points I think Um, the concept was pretty sick personally like I thought it was cool like this I they I she had like very good marketing on it already Mm -hmm. right this concept of like these uh what is it these how many songs is it officially? Twelve. Uh, I know, like with all, it's thirteen. Might be twelve. Thirteen or twelve, and then there's the three AM ones. Yeah, but the concept of like these are all songs from nights I couldn't sleep, some like sleepless nights, yeah. and like I'm putting them together, and I'm like, oh, so we might get some like pretty interesting like content from like a lyrics perspective. Obviously, switching more back into a pop sound, but I think the concept is really cool already. Like, you know, like what are we gonna talk about? What kind of ideas is she gonna bring up? Uh, yeah, I will say, I, I don't know if in execution, all of them feel like this was set at midnight or written at yeah, midnight. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, the idea and the, like, not, we're, I'm not going to, I'm going to say off the bat, this is not a bad album by any stretch of the imagination, but the idea definitely had me kind of thinking of something that was, like, maybe a little, like, you know, poppy, but maybe with sort of, like, this, like, kind of edge to it or sort of this. More this confessional, perspective. which some yeah. songs were. I think yeah, a but bit. I agree. Where like, there's definitely songs in here where I'm like, "You wrote this at midnight," like this, like I don't know. It, it, I, 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 I just, I, I don't sense like the line like, "Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me." Is like a midnight confession. Like you know, that sounds more. How should I say? Nine p.m. Like you know, <laughs> like it, it's a realization you can have, but it doesn't feel like a midnight one. Like, or at least yeah, the execution of it because you yeah. could be like at midnight, like oh god i'm the problem like, yeah yeah like that, that is real but but like but put it framing it in like a more like cutesy way like that oh like, yeah I'm like, that's, that's not a like 9 p.m idea yeah that's a 9 p.m thought that's not and then thought. another initial thought i had based on the marketing mm-hmm. and like she's wearing a lot of kind of almost like 70s colors and fashion I thought yeah. it would have gone in more of a Stevie Nicks direction, which I would have really enjoyed. That would have been pretty like, sick. I would have been cool with that. Leaning out of folklore, right? So it's like, yeah. you know, Stevie Nicks sort of vibes is not quite, it's like almost like folklore, but darker and not quite so folksy, right? So like, I would have, and I'd love to see her do that at some point, just based on the marketing. That's what I thought it would be a little bit more, make pop the filter on the picture as well on the cover like kind of her makeup Mm, aesthetic that would have been a really cool lean out of that kind of folksy music just going like kind of in not even like it's poppy but like in a completely different way yeah i mean if she if she were to go more 70s like inspired i think that'd be interesting too because i'm getting kind of tired of the 80s at this point because like everyone is still like making like it it's it's so weird to me. Everyone is so obsessed with that decade. Like they're just oh, like every every creative I, is like I need to make a song that sounds like the eighties. And believe me, like I 
have like I in middle school when I was like, mm-hmm. I don't like rap. I was like, I like classic <laughs> yeah. rock. I like yeah. the 80s. And like I also good slop in my trowel. Yeah. But, yeah. but I totally get it. It's like we need some more the, the sound. Yeah, the sound of like the, the back half of the 2010s and like the early 2020s in pop music. It was either depression or the 80s. Like yeah, in that, like I, I like we we are I'm I'm really hitting my brink with like both of those at this point. Frankly, most like, early Megan Trainer stuff oh, <laughs> is oh, indicative I, of what I you're hate talking I hate about, that she's right? back. I hate that she's back. I listened to the song this time, you told me about it. I hate it. I hate that she's back. <laughs> it's, also, it's a but, cute TikTok trend, but that's all it's good for. That's all yeah, that, that, that refrain is crafted for TikToks. Yeah. And yes. like the other thing too is like it, oh, it absolutely is like the whole theory. thing is it, it feels exactly like a song a marketing team would make, you know? Yes. It's like, oh, 100%. it's like a minute 50 long. And like we have like a cutesy hook in there that can be used to make TikToks. Like I'm also like, let's oh, talk about that trend in music. Oh and god, terrible. I ranted to Larry about it, and Larry's like, yeah. well, think about it this way in the 2000s ringtones were so popular and then eventually we got out of it and i'm like okay not to say that tiktok needs to die because that's not necessarily true i don't know what's going to happen there right now it's doing really well but like i as it was is actually a good example like that's a fun song but i was like holy shit this tiktok makes me hate songs and i'm like that is a good certain songs are good songs and then tiktok makes me hate a certain section unfortunately uh, anti-hero is also in this class and they may also be trending in that direction because uh for me like uh like off like the initial listen it wasn't like my favorite song or anything but i was like this is fine but like it's Mm -hmm. a tiktok trend youtube was running promos for a while with taylor swift for youtube shorts with this song yeah. where it was like make mm. shorts using this sound and it's like taylor swift and her cat and i'm like i swear <laughs> to god if i forget <laughs> this snippet and see taylor swift and her very like very it's a very adorable cat but i'm really oh her tired. cats are really cute yeah no no shade on the cats no shade, no shade on taylor's yeah. cats but i'm so tired and also the caption was cringy to me as well it was like i'm like the cat mom I'm the problem. It's me. And I'm like, oh, this God. is a song. Taylor can be a little cringy. Like, let's. Well, I mean, yeah. She's let's like put it 30. out there. Like, she's, she's like, she's like 32 years old or something. She's 32. Right? Like, is she 32? I think so. She might oh, actually almost be 33. Recently, right? Wait, no, she just had her birthday. She might be 33. She is 33. She, she was born in 89. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She just turned 33. Well, once, I, like, once you pass like 27, you can't help but be a bit cringy. Like, it's you, you're never going to be. Young oh yeah. Forever, you know, like, like unfortunately, AT Hero is in that bucket that you talked about, Lindsay. Where it's go. I think I'm going to become annoyed with it because it's that snippet of like, you know, I'm the problem. It's me or whatever. And, like, mm-hmm. the problem is also, like, you know, lyrically, I thought there was stuff in that song that was interesting. And, like, you know, I, like you guys said, the realization of finding out you're the problem isn't, like, that can be a very, like, interesting thing. But, like, yeah. people are using this for, like, stuff that, like, you know, like, for what the song is trying to talk about and what people are using it with, it's just, there's such a disconnect that it makes <laughs> it even more annoying for me. But, but again, it's because I'm it's the problem. It's me. I'm that. indecisive when I order food at a restaurant. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> but but again it's because it's framed in like a cutesy way that's like it's the the fact that the I think was her plan. and i feel like yeah yeah exactly 
I actually have some differing opinions in this a little bit about anti-hero. So actually, when I first listened to it, I was like, ooh, not my favorite on this album. And mm. it's grown on me. Um, I might not have gotten quite as much exposure as like you're getting with the YouTube short. And I probably will go through. They're listening right now. I was about to say, now that your phone's heard you talk about it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but like at first, I was like I like the refrain of it's the, I'm the problem it's me I was like no too much yeah and no that, like, uh, that's that's how I feel and about this, it like, I will say the much. sexy baby line first time I read <laughs> that, that I was oh, like what did I just hear yeah. <laughs> like, so, at least so, it, sometimes I feel like everyone's a sexy baby and I'm a monster about it such weird imagery. Such yeah. weird imagery. What the hell is that mean, Again, it's like a 30 rock reference or something, apparently, but like apparently it is. I've heard that. Really? Poorly executed that's a little reference. Niche. Yeah. It's a but little it, niche. That, that that also does show that she's 33 years old too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. She's dropping 30 rock references on people. It's so Elisa will... heard this album before me and she was like, Hey, uh, can you listen to this song? I'm like, yeah, sure, I have to listen to this anyway. <laughs> And she was like, yeah, she said something weird about, like, babies on this one. I'm like, what are you, wait, what are you talking about? So I think you might be misinterpreting a little bit. <laughs> and then I heard it, and I was like, oh my gosh, she says sexy babies, why? It really takes like, you out of said whatever it, the, it takes she, you out yeah. of the song so hard. It too. really like, does. It I think that's fit. one of the major flaws of the song, to be honest. Yeah. And I will say, so, like, my experience with it is, like, I was at first a little annoyed with it, and then, like, like any catchy song, I'm like, okay. And it grew on me a bit. And as of now, I'm like, you know what? I think especially out of, and I'm not counting Folklore and Evermore, but Mm -hmm. a lot of her albums, I feel like she's never done the best job with picking her singles, especially usually what's the first single. Like 1989, I think is probably one of her best albums. But and then yeah, it's um shake it off. Shake it off is the single. The initial single. Style. Style is great. Style is so good. Or Blake Space work way better as lead singles. You never had to have Shake It Off be a single. Same with like Red, great album, Y22. I know it's catchy, but it's not that good of a song. Yeah. Um Lover. Oh my god. Lover is one of the albums that like the album is decent. But yes, yes. Everyone wrote it off. I walked into Lover thinking it was going to be terrible based off the singles. And it was fine, I was like, right? it was fine. I was, it, was, it was solid. I was like, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good album. I was like, but she went with the stupid Panic at the Disco, Disco. spelling is fun oh, song. God, yeah. And so Panic at the Disco, like at that point, I, I'm sorry. I used to really like Panic at the Disco, but now if I see them featured in something, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, God, this is not going to be Have good. you checked out the latest album? I know that came out. No. Well. When did that come out? I like Early a little year. before midnight. Yeah, he, I, I listened I, to I, a few of the singles. Register that. He's kind of going for like, he's really leading it to like, it feels like musical theater kid energy. Uh, on this mm. Yeah, which is, <laughs> we should, basically this is our fault for letting him cover Bohemian Rhapsody. Like everything that's oh, happening now. Get, like he's <laughs> always had that twi- like that tint of Bohemian, like of Queen stuff going on. Oh, yeah. But like it's 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 pretty aggressive on some of the songs. It was better in the more emo context, right? What his song Um, titles were super long, yeah. Yeah, like Fall Mm -hmm. Out Boy did that too. But anyway, um, with Antihero though, I will say I think it's one of her better picks for a single recently. Like I'm like, okay, this actually is like a decent song. I'm the problem. It's me, a little bit cringy. 
Yeah. But is it a Taylor Swift single if it doesn't have a touch of cringe? I'm not sure. I mean, she raps on Shake It Off, like exactly. Yeah. Like she goes get down to this <laughs> sick beat and then raps. Like Yeah, like she, she's always been a little she's cringe. Always you know this. what? We we love you for that, Taylor. Yeah. Um, and I think a it's, inside us, it's more representative of what the album is. Like, not to say like the album cringe, but like sonically, like I don't feel yeah. like Antihero is like because like I think the Lover example is a great one because that song just doesn't represent. Same thing with Shake It Off. Yeah. Shake It Off is so stylistically off of blank space of more style. Yeah, and even pretty much the rest of 1989 that I nineteen is like fairly like. Um... It's good. It beats it's, the it's like fairly, Yeah, it's like fairly moody. Like it's kind of like and what cohesive I would say. too. And very That's cohesive. It's it, it's very much like awesome. Lindsay. Like, it would be better without it, frankly. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's very much like, and I I think Lindsay will probably get this. I think he probably he almost definitely listens to this album. Um, the lead single to Emotion by Carly Rae Jepsen being "I Really Like You." Yes. It's oh my it's God. it's so jarring the fact that yes. that's on Emotion. Like, and the fact that that's the single to Emotion is so good. That's the lead single for Emotion. Yeah, and Emotion is an incredible pop album. And it's, and it's a catchy like, single. It is. It's fine. But, but it's like, really, it, it, it's really, it's really. just like, call me maybe too, you know? And it's like, just does not. Everyone's probably thing. hearing that and be like, oh, she's still doing the same shit. And it's like, well, exactly. actually. Meanwhile, if you released Run Away With Me as the lead single. Oh, my, oh my God. That is, that's like, yeah. that is born to be the single. Like, I'd still get that. Also, um. I don't know like how people feel about this in the Taylor Swift fan base or in general, but Jack Antonoff is all over this album as a co-writer. Oh, yes. that's funny because so I like Jack Antonoff in general. Me too. Um, Me too. Sometimes He's in pop? excess it is a lot, yeah. um, but I, you know, I I like Bleachers of course, and I like mm-hmm. his production in general. He's so um, funny. His pop music's like every pop artist just brings him in to make like the best album of their career. Yeah, like Lord, oh my God! Um, mm-hmm. Ariana Grande, yeah. I think, brought him in too for some of her stuff. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. but I definitely I saw. So some people have much more strong negative opinions, um, which I like, kind of like objectively disagree with. Like I think he's I generally yeah. a good producer, but yeah. I did see a funny TikTok by someone who hates Jack Antonoff. Like in the initial reactions of Midnight's, when some people mm-hmm. were like a little bit more like, oh. Like the one guy who just hates Jack Antonoff was like, I'm going to play the beginning of each song from this album and see how long it takes me to tell which ones were produced by Jack Antonoff. Antonoff. A few of them weren't. And within like a second or less, he could identify the ones that were. He also co-wrote a bunch of stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Like So so Tons is all over this. Yeah, so kind of bring like a little bit of like focus into this now though too. do so you kind of like want to start and like just at like Lavender Haze and kind of go through? Um, I think talking about the 3 a.m. versions would be like excessive because like there's a I lot of songs. Part of the original release. Too. Yeah. Like, so this. Yeah. All I'll say about the 3 a.m. ones is that I really think they like I almost wish she'd put them in the original because I think there are some really good songs in there. Mm-hmm. Would have, could have, should have is almost certainly about John Mayer which puts a lot of conflict inside of me because I've always been a John Mayer fan but I'm like shit like he fucked her up like he is reportedly (laughs) fucked up a lot of people when John John was a younger man he did a lot of bad things like not like illegal things but emotionally like yeah Taylor basically said in that song that she's still like 
fights with him in her head and that she regrets him all the time. I'm like, oh my God. Like, and it's a really John good Mayer song. holds. God. Yeah. He holds some power. But anyway, that's all I'll say about that. Just that like, yeah. I really like three A's M songs. I would like them on my vinyl, please. Yeah. Um, Taylor, if you're listening. Yeah. Which I know but they are. do have a bit of a different vibe. Like they are a little bit more singer songwriter. The um, thematic ideas that like you might have expected, or do you still think it's like not quite executing what people might have thought on the whole, you know, midnight? Yeah, I get them in the 3 a.m. context of like they feel even more confessional and deeper, some of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and they in a way, some of them are a little more my taste, but yeah, it's it's. I get why she didn't include them initially because they are. Midnight's is very cohesive. It reminds me of 1989 in that way. Where at first I was like, these songs kind of sound the same a little, until you like listen to it more. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I get yeah. it, but. But yeah, do you yeah. want to start from the top? Yeah, if we yeah. want to start from the top, I liked Lavender Haze. I think it works yeah. as an opener. It's it's kind of quintessential Taylor Swift, kind of waxing poetic about ideal romances and stuff like that. And frankly, it kind of sets up like I feel like it's it's it should set up more, you know. But obviously, you know, we talked about kind of how like the album isn't as confessional or maybe as sort of midnight feeling. Lavender Hayes feels very midnight. I mean, she does say in the beginning, "Meet me at midnight." Yeah, it sets the tone. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it feels like it. It. it, it, I think it's it serves its purpose as an opener because it really does. And like you said, Lindsay, it's how it's cohesive with the other songs. It -hmm. just feels like it sets up what I kind of personally would have wanted out of this album. But you know, it's fine. Has like the distortion of audio that's like feels very Jack Antonoff, and then also mm-hmm. you see it throughout the whole album. hundred percent Jack The funny part to me though is in the first verse she drops a Melancholia reference, yeah. which is a Lars von Trier film, which it's about like the Earth crashing into another planet. Oh damn! And I, like and I think kind of like the existential dread that people are facing around. I've never seen it, um, but. It's like, it's a very like weird thing to call someone. She says like, you don't say too much and you don't really read into my melancholia. melancholia. Yeah. Like, it's a really weird thing to just like, I don't know what she, I guess like she's saying her melancholy, but. I mean, yeah. the hook is a madman. The hook is a madman reference. Yeah. Oh, is it real? Apparently Lavender Haze is a phrase of the fifties that was used to describe love and madman that that type of period. Gotcha. Okay. I think also, she said, some like, fans suggested yeah. like lavender. That's often associated with like the gay community, and that's a whole. That's a whole other Taylor Swift of thing. like gay yeah. fans. Which, to be honest, I have listened to some of her songs, and I'm like, this sounds kind of gay. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, no, they're they're. they're <laughs> there's definitely be- a queer lens you can like view a lot of her stuff. Oh, one hundred percent. I don't believe she's like exactly closeted. Yeah. Hey, I mean, she could have had those experiences before. Yeah. Like, I don't believe Joe is like a beard or anything, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Oh, or, who's she dating now? Uh, Joe, crap, what's his name? He's an actor. He was From in conversations jokers. with friends. <laughs> his name is Joe. Joe, 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 Joe. What is his name? Alwyn. Joe Alwyn. Al- Alwyn. 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 Okay. Yep. He's just like a nice blonde guy. He seems. No, good for him. Good good for that. (laughs) He's very not, he's not particularly prolific, which maybe is a good thing, right? Yeah. Because the high profile relationships are the ones that like 
fall apart pretty well. They've been dating since 2016. Yeah, they've been dating a while, which is why I think she like has in a couple interviews been like, guys, why do you think I'm gay? I'm happy in this relationship. (laughs) She hasn't explicitly said that, but like she said something about weird rumors and people got really mad because they're like, Mm, why are you calling these weird? Some people argue she's queer baiting. It's like a whole... Uh, yeah, I know. There's a whole chronically online discourse. <laughs> and like, my argument would be like, honestly, like, I don't know her life. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't it, it's know. it's hard for us to be on the outside in and say like, right. well, what is she intending here? Exactly. I get that idea yeah. though of like the mm-hmm. lavender haze. I do think. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, that song in general feels like it feels like shit you think about when it's late. <laughs> like, I think that's yeah. like my takeaway, and I think. Like yeah, it's no, I, I like lavender ways. I, it's a good song. I, no, it's, it's one of the ones I definitely pulled off at. Like yeah. Um, also, uh, Aiden, you might be might be curious to know. Uh, Soundwave from TDE is a co-producer on this one. Uh, Soundwave was he there? He's like TDE's in-house producer, like one. Of oh, them. okay, gotcha. That's interesting. Oh, that's kind of cool. Maybe that's why I like uh, this one. There's also okay. like six producers on this song, so I don't know who did what, but. Hmm. Taylor Swift she produced this everyone. song apparently. So she brought everyone in for this one. That's really funny. Well, I think I think it works. I think it's one of the stronger songs on the album, honestly. Yeah. Like I like I like I, I'm gonna like bring bring like break out the hard news first here. I really don't particularly care for this one. Um for like this album. And I'm I've like I'm just gonna bring out the hard truth early on there from me. Um but I, I think Lavender Haze is strong. I think it's I think it's a really good opener track. Well, so. what do you what do we think about Maroon? I will say the first line about cleaning incense off your vinyl shelf. That's this song is made for an Urban Outfitters. I just want to say. Oh, one hundred percent. I really like Maroon. I like the emotional intensity of it. Also, feels like a midnight related song. Like I think she's starting mm-hmm. strong personally. I, um, I I agree. I think it's one of like the strongest. This also feels also, like a younger song. Kind of like does. you were talking about, like, yeah. is this like all recent stuff? This song feels like something that she came up with when she was younger. Like, it has like incense. that cliche, like, <laughs> yeah, incense. She was definitely twenty-two, burning incense. Also, roommates, cheap ass rose. When was the last time Taylor Swift drank cheap ass rose? She's when been was rich since she was sixteen. She dated. When was the last time she dated someone who had a roommate? So this really? is a work of fiction. This song, absolutely. Yeah, but um, I She's like the intensity of the emotions. Like Fifteen years old, like this. Also, this, this... so many colors. Um, I yeah. kind of like. I like this if you are a long-term Taylor fan. Like you know, she had the album Red, and that was like mm-hmm. a scarlet red, and she did actually use scarlet in here too. But you know. She said, yeah. like, um, loving him was red. And then she has a line in Lover where it's like, I used to think love was burning red, but now it's golden. And yeah. now she's almost, I think, flashing back. And she's saying, like, maroon. Like, it feels a little more mature than red, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it's still, like, I think she is still younger in this. But there's, like, this depth a little bit. No, I, I agree. So, I, I, it feels a little bit more retrospective in the sense of being, like, this is, like, an adult's understanding of, like, my thoughts at the time. Mm-hmm. Like dis like distant like distance yeah. in time from the event, kind of like having some clarity about like what what you were thinking. Um, one one like kind of like funny ish comment that I kind of have I like to think. Um, Taylor dropped some f bombs in this song throughout the album. 
<laughs> I, I'm just gonna say it. Taylor cursing has never sounded natural. Like I like to me, I don't know what it is, but every time Even she cheap ass was just, a little weird. I, I just sound. I just always feel like she's trying to get a quota. Like, also, you know, I feel like, like if you're just talking with Taylor, yes. Yes. if you're just talking with Taylor and she cursed, I, I feel yes. like it would probably be more natural. But like, yes, yes, yes. It's the way she says it in this too, like yeah. real effing. Li- like she like exactly. Put, yeah. It's just like, look, I'm cursing. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what like every like almost every it's real fucking curse. like yeah. Almost every single time she's cursed the song, it seems like her vocal delivery like emphasizes it too. To be like, yeah, she intonates for it. This this isn't your mother's Taylor Swift song, like. (laughs) And I can think of a specific interview back. She was probably twenty-two or something, and I don't remember who the interviewer was, but they said something about like drinking, acting like it was like ooh, and she's like yeah i'm 22 like i drink now and it reminds the thing is though i do think she it's she's gotten past that image a lot i mean it's been like 10 years she's much more mature now but still every now and then i feel like she almost feeds into it a little bit by the way she she could curse but the way she emphasizes exactly yeah exactly that's it look what i'm doing it's it's it kind of feels like a kid wearing like their dad's clothes for a moment Mm -hmm. you know it's like look how old i am like it's like again like i i I feel like she shed most of that like uh for lack of a better word like good girl type image really where like that she had like when she was like 16 to like early 20s but like it's it's just still like these moments like that they just feel so unnatural coming from her like she just does not like know how to like make it like flow in the song right like she's like let me really emphasize this so you hear it like, yeah yeah i'm an adult I, like understand this i'm an adult okay yeah i will say her i found like the first two tracks i agree like the whole like concept like these like you know the first song feelings of love talking about lavender haze and then this one reminiscing on what seems to be a younger time in her life through the lens of someone who's obviously a bit older it fits like the theme of these being things you would think about at midnight when you're not able to sleep Mm -hmm. also her visual storytelling is like it's it's very good on the first two tracks the chorus on this one is very vivid to me Mm -hmm. and i like it uh I'll be honest, like, the only thing about the song that, like, I found negative was, like, when she says fucking legacy at the end, I was like, yeah. okay. That's what I'm saying. It but it's it at the end, so it doesn't do anything to, like, tarnish my enjoyment of the song. It's just yeah. the way she... just always gets skipped with 10 seconds left. Also, I think sometimes she puts in a curse word when it's not needed that's, to no, that's sound exactly real. more I think, intense or, I, like, I think, badass. I think, her, I think her and Olivia Rodrigo do the same thing. Yeah. Olivia and, Rodrigo, let's keep in mind, is, yeah. Olivia Rodrigo, when she wrote some of those songs, was probably 16 or 17. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, I'm not trying to be too hard. I'm not trying Olivia to be too Rodrigo hard is like, She's, like, a yeah. young, punky teenager. So, like, yeah. Yeah. those yeah. are the people who use curse yeah. words yeah. when yeah. they I, don't I, I, I'm not trying to be too hard on Olivia. She's really young still. Like, I'm not trying to be, like, People are absurd. Well, that's the point, though, that, like, Taylor's not that age. Taylor's 33 years old. Like, that's what I'm saying. You're 33. Dude, that's that's awesome. Taylor's 33 years old and she still forgot to work it naturally into a song. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I think the chorus on this one is very nice, and I think the lyrics I, it's a it's a nice story. I think it's you know it's like young love feels like you know yeah. it, it, like I know like she I don't know if she, she I know like Lindsay you said when was she ever living 
with a roommate or dating someone who had yeah. one, but yeah. it feels like it's, it's, it is a work of fiction. Or fell in love with someone and they don't yeah. have a lot of money, but they still, you know, they hang out and have a lot of fun. That's Which again, probably work of fiction, but that's fine. Like you're allowed to make songs that aren't all like 100 percent real. Right. Yeah. You can have embellishments. You can have just like relatable topics for your audience. Like it's fine. Yeah, and I think so. We we mostly talked about anti antihero, but I will say one more thing with that is mm -hmm. that. I kind of like, like, it was almost a good strategic choice for her to be like, at any point I can take out the song and be like, I have addressed already. I am the problem. Like literally mm -hmm. when the Ticketmaster fiasco was occurring, if you went to her Twitter, you would see in her bio, I'm the problem. It's me. That was in her Twitter bio. That, that, is, that is funny that she did that. Um, so like, it's there. <laughs> yeah. So kind of like, I'll say this just like quickly sum up my thoughts about it here because we kind of like touched on it don't particularly love the song but i do think it's, it makes sense as a single i think yeah and i think i think it's like i think it's like i think it's strong to be a single because it's catchy mm -hmm. yeah. even if i'm yeah. personally not like huge on the song it is a like catchy hook but i also think the hook is the weakest part of the song because oh absolutely yeah. first yeah. verse like the midnight theme is really carrying on that first verse talking about like Midnight's become my afternoons when the depression, when my depression works to great. She could have gone thing. a different way with that, right? Yeah, like, that could have been like, a different okay. song. Because, yeah, like, every, yeah. I think a lot of people can relate to like you stay up too late and your mind starts going in these like, like not great places. I was like, oh, we're going for this, and then I kind of the pre-chorus as well, and then the chorus is just weak, and then verse two has sexy baby, and the yeah. whole yeah. story, her dream about the daughter-in-law who kills her. I also found really weird. Yeah. And I don't know. I think it the song starts a, with a lot of promise yeah. and that it doesn't really build on it for me. I, I wonder if when she was writing it, she was like, this will be the single. Because it's like she it put all like these it. catchy references in, which I think yeah. it does work as a single. But like it could have been a really interesting song if she stuck with those first two like stanzas and yeah. then went in a different direction that stayed a little more serious instead I, of being like... like at tea time, everyone agrees because they're sipping tea because they're talking about me. Like, yeah, I I also kind of like think like I don't really think that this being the song that she talks about being the problem in the chorus. I don't think it relates to the hook or to the verses that well. Mm -hmm. Like she's like in the first verse, she's kind of just talking about like she has like depression, she has guilt about like some of the people that she's like ghosted is what she says. Yeah, um, the pre-chorus it's stuff about like she shouldn't be left to her own devices because like she ends up making she feels like she always fucks up essentially. Yeah, and like yeah. I, I like I, I I think maybe like I understand like they're kind of like related, but I again it's just like it's too cutesy in the chorus yeah. for like such heavy. Like, the other pre-chorus is like, also very yeah. like you know uh, disguising narcissism as altruism like a congressman. You know, like stuff like that, where she's talking about how she realizes, like, she does shitty things and kind of twist, like, yeah. maybe flips it to be something that isn't shitty. You know, maybe for yeah. her own sake. Like, I agree with you. Like, these pre-courses can get get into some stuff that seems like pretty, like stuff that's mm -hmm. weighing on her, and then it just feels weird to transition into like the realization is saying I'm the problem. It's me, not the realization itself, but the way she says it. But yeah. I agree with what you said, Lindsay. I, this feels yeah. like a song that was designed to be a single. 
And it's simplistic, right? Being like, oh, I'm the problem. It's me. Well, it's like, okay, if, if Taylor sat down for therapy, the therapist would not say, yes, Taylor, you are the problem. She would probably <laughs> say, Taylor, you know, sometimes you, maybe you need to take ownership yeah, for, you need to take for some ownership. of these things you do, but also yeah. realize that there are other people at play mm-hmm. and they make their own choice. Like there is more depth, just it's I'm not just problem. her being the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's clever, right? Yeah. But that's exactly. not necessarily, I don't know. It's not necessarily correct. Like, you also, know, yeah. like, yeah, the therapist yeah, she, would also probably we don't have to think she's me. right all the time, exactly. too. Like, that's like, she can't be wrong. Like, Her therapist would probably be like, okay, so Taylor, also tell me more about this dream where your daughter in law kills you. Yeah. <laughs> let's unpack that. Also, let's talk about this. Let's also talk, and this is not therapist, this is me saying, mm-hmm. let's talk about the fact that I think it was a Miss Americana documentary that she had a few years ago. That was, I think, 2019 or so. As of that point, when that was filmed, she had never seen a therapist. And I'm like, really? You are Taylor Swift. You have money and you clearly have like a lot going on in your your head. Like, I I think she was famous when she was like, what, a child? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that tends to happen to people. I really hope she's seen one. Yeah, I really hope hope she's seen one. It's like, girl, like, it seems like you know she's talking about her depression and anti-hero it's like okay yeah let's hope that you're getting that addressed <laughs> no I, I agree because that, that it, it is one thing to recognize the fact that like you do have depression and everything and i'm not trying to like blame anybody that doesn't get help yeah yeah but i, I don't know for like it, it, it's like you have the resources like you can get help like you're I, a smart girl like, sm- yeah, like, like girl sorry woman um, <laughs> Um, yeah, like it's, I don't know, it, it's, I, I would hope that, you know, I would hope with someone in her place with her resources that she would get help for it. That's all I would say. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Um, do we want to take a break or start on snow on the beach real quick? I think I we should probably take a break before we hop to the next one. Just Sounds see. good. Yeah, we'll take a break and then we'll run through the rest of the track list. Okay, so we're back. Uh, track four, snow on the beach featuring Lana Del Rey. I'm just gonna come out and be like completely honest. Not, I don't like hate Lotta Del Rey, but I wouldn't say I'm like a big Lotta Del Rey fan or anything. Very much. Yeah. Not. I, 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 I don't see her on a track and get very excited. I guess. I, I think Lana's fine overall. I, I've never really gotten too into her music though. Her album art sucks generally. <laughs> that, and that is how you judge an artist. Yeah, exactly. of course. I like her i think it has a nice her voice has a nice vibe in this um it is a little bit folklore evermore ish in sound i think it's fine right like it's a nice it's listenable um Mm -hmm. it doesn't do a ton for me it's an interesting concept of snow on the beach i think this is with 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 another really funny f-bomb in the chorus Yeah, what was the what was it for this one? Weird but it's... fucking beautiful. Oh that yeah, was, that was yeah. unnecessary. Absolutely. It's so funny. So funny. I just again every time I'm like And this song's on. supposed <laughs> to I think have a bit of a, a kind of like a dream like quality. I mean it talks about literally kind of the idea of things feeling like a dream or whatever, flying in a dream. But I feel like this song, like this is where we this song is where you kind of lose a little bit of that kind of concept because it doesn't feel I was gonna agree. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say that for me, this is where my problems, like where I again, I said I don't particularly care for this one. 
Um, yeah. I find a lot of the songs in like this middle part of the album just like pretty boring, honestly. Uh, yeah. And that like that's and like again, people like if people disagree with me, that's fine. Like, but like I I just feel like a lot of them aren't very dynamic. And this is where Jack this one particular. strikes. Not the, dynamic. The, the, this is this is I like I don't want to blame. I mean, it's kind of Jack Antonoff, really. Um, I've heard I like Jack Antonoff, but I think sometimes when he gets in like his moody bag like this, he like his stuff kind it of stays on that one nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like that's that's just kind of like a larger problem with like the like I, I like the like back few tracks on this album too, but like a, like a large portion of this middle part I get kind of like sleepy listening to some of the rhymes just don't do it for me like i don't know why there's something really i don't know i don't know how to like verbalize it or vocalize it but the whole this scene feels like what i once saw on a screen i searched aurora borealis Borealis green what does that mean what does that mean i've never seen someone live from within what does that mean uh yeah I, I also do like the idea of rhyming beautiful with pocketful. <laughs> it's like, yes, both those words do end in full. Like, you are right. Like, that's... And I honestly don't know if the song, I think Snow on the Beach is supposed to be like, wow, this is really like special and like yeah. feels impossible. Which, first of all, if you like, snow on the beach can happen, but it, it, regard- it's all happened. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's I mean, she's thinking of like the Caribbean the or something. Yeah, but yeah. also, like, I don't know if it quite Jer- Jersey Shore. You will it? get snow on it. Like, oh, it's yeah. yeah. It's if you are in a beach town in the winter and snow, and it's, there'll be snow on the beach. It's not too like. Like, I feels like, like there's a little bit of a sense of wonder, which I guess is would be aligned. But otherwise, yeah. I'm like you don't even sound that excited about yeah. this experience <laughs> and that this is like snow on the beach this it, like it's like you sound a little sleepy yeah yeah, no, that's, so yeah. Like, very sleepy. i'm like trying to figure out the trick because the first line of the, the rhyme right the seed feels like what i once saw at a screen like you know i've seen this before right and someone who's yeah. had a lot of high profile relationships that makes sense i really don't know what the hell how we, the hell we got to aurora borealis green i really don't she's searching for something beautiful like the aurora borealis but i don't know (laughs) like the thing is like color has been used in like really nice ways in like some of the earlier tracks this one just feels like a color for the sake of it she's like oh i have a color motif going hang on green there we go. <laughs> also, I, I get she does a lot of like uh, everyone, like a lot of people who do love stuff will talk about like comparing stuff to stars and like the, you know, the outer space. But comparing eyes to flying saucers is just, I don't know, that line also feels really clunky. <laughs> I don't know uh, that makes me think of my cat, honestly. Her <laughs> eyes yeah, like can get so eyes. wide. Yeah. Like, yeah, eyes like flying saucers. Yeah. Maybe she's talking about her cat. Who knows? Like flying, flying saucer from another planet. Also, the All For You, like, Janet, I was like, oh, a Janet Jackson song. Like, I didn't get that reference initially. She's doing, like, her, she's in her hip-hop bag. She's just dropping random similes and references. But but again, all of her references are the references of 33-year-olds would make, which is very real. Like, I appreciate that. That's what she's doing. Like, I I, I would rather her her do that and then, like, instead of, like, going on a song and being, like, and time was passing, TikTok, no app or something, you know, like. 
I would rather her do something like that's just like a little outdated because I'm like, okay, that makes sense. You're actually interested in that. Right, like, right. Sounds like a little too hip or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of instead of like forcing things like, you know, in a song just being like, you were there listening to Yeats. It's like, no, he wasn't. <laughs> like, you know that he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I find this song is very it's it's like uh, you know one of those like it's a song it's on the album I don't hate it I don't like it it's just there I'll it probably not nice. really go back to it that often it's good background stuff but like yeah it's like it's it skipped it. per se but it's not like I'm not like if I had to pick some of my go back to's on midnight I'm not going I I get sleepy that's <laughs> it is I do but agree. that's like, that's that's kind of like what... joy and wonderment yeah. without being like super loud but it yeah. yeah, Lindsay, you're right. She sounds half asleep on this one, and it's like, yeah, really sounds like you're, you know, sound. I don't know. It, it, this is stuff that doesn't really work well together, and also it's just kind of boring. Yeah. And then to carry into you're on your own, kid. It's funny because I feel like the first half of the song, I feel similarly. I'm a little bored, and then mm-hmm. the end when she's like, the jokes weren't funny. I took the money. My friends from home don't know. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> the last part of the song like, goes hard. Yeah. Pages turned with the bridges burned. I'm like, this is good. But it gets like, in her bag. I have to like push through the beginning a little I, bit. Yeah, I, I do. I do agree with you, Lindsay. I appreciate the intensity she starts to bring at the end. Yeah, but like, it, and also, for me, who's it's, this it's about. Like, who I, do you think I she's really thinking about in the beginning? Because I, I, like, I guess there's like a story to this. Because once again, we're reminiscing. It sound. It feels like a. This feels like a college, high school romance, like, you know, kind of deal where, like, you see this guy smoking with the boys. I don't know Mm -hmm. why. I thought all this cracks me up. It's not like she could have wrote it differently. I just think it's... Yeah, that's that's what she says there, right? Smoking with the boys. Smoking with your boys. Smoking with your boys. That's so Touch my phone as if it's your face. Oh, God. People do that though. That, so like that, that she is, is reminiscing like high a That's cringe a high, high school, school kind of thing. Like yeah. I, I appreciate the kind of odyssey that that presents. But it, yeah. it's like kind of boring, but I guess it's kind of the idea, maybe. Like it starts out as this kind of thing she's really enamored with, and then it, after the break, she's kind of like, I hated this. This was stupid. Why did I do this? The jokes weren't funny. Yeah, I and I like like I hosted parties and starved my body. Like, like I'd be saved by a perfect yeah. kiss. Like yeah, I'm feeling like mm-hmm. those high school kind of intensity and like some there are some really good stuff in this. It's yeah. just there's parts that like you gotta wade through a bit. And I yeah. think part of the waiting because I think her saga to get this one's pretty on point because I think it crafts yeah. the story of like because people in high school are like that. And young mm-hmm. love is like that where you think like yeah. you know, you make yourself look good, he's gonna notice me, she's gonna notice me, you know, whatever the you know, the case may be and then you have like you know you, you show up at parties you try to look your best trying to get their attention and then you realize it's the, the person because you put them on such a pedestal they're never going to live up to it and then maybe the person kind of sucks and the mm-hmm. jokes suck and like you know it's not worth it and i think that yeah. that's like a cool story to have with like kind of this like it starts like a little slow with like some of that wonderment and then she gets angry at the end I think, and now I kind of get it now that you mentioned this guy on TikTok, Lindsay. I think this is Jack Anton Osvald. This song is boring at the beginning. Yeah. It takes and an honestly, instrumental break and Taylor kind of changing up her tone, which that's on yeah. her a bit. But I think the tone an artist or like the way an artist kind of sounds on a track is in part, they kind of do it based on their production. And I don't think the production's yeah. giving her a lot to work with. Mm-hmm. And that's also, why the instrumental breaks and then she goes in. Which creates yeah. an effect, 
but I don't know. Also, sometimes it's- she kind of doesn't have a lot of variation in notes. Like, they, summer went away. Still, the yearning stays. Like, there's just yeah. slight variations, and it is a little bit like one note, literally. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. Sometimes she <laughs> the can switch up comes a little, a little late, I think. Yes, yeah. Like, yeah, it, it, it the entire yeah. per, first verse, I don't know what notes she's saying because I'm not like music theory. I can't really identify <laughs> like, you know, I'll have like an ear like I'd be like, oh, that's a G. But just for just for argument's sake, it's like G, 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 G. Yeah, and like, like, I'm not like, like, there's a couple more, I think, more interesting ways they could have worked with this concept. I mean, I don't hate the, like, you're on your own kid as the, like, refrain either. That works. I think, like, maybe, like, more juxtaposition, like, she talks about the stuff in Wonder Bay, and then the next verse is her more angry talking about how yeah. it ended up being, and then it flips back, and then, like, maybe a little more it. flipping, because the break mm-hmm. is great, like you said, but it comes at the very end, which is, I yeah. guess, kind of the point, but because the song is so sleepy, for the Wait, no, when I when that I first heard the break, like when I when I first heard like that, like after the break where it starts kicking, I was like, okay, wait, the song's getting going now, and then it's just and like then it over. Ends. I was like, never mind. It's, like, also, it's a great verse, and then she ends it. I forget if either of you were near me when I was watching this, but uh, I I was at Vassance last week uh, for Elisa's party, and I was watching a TikTok um, with the very end, like the last couple stanzas that are getting intense that had clips from some Jesus movie that was oh, like yes. this song is from the point of Jesus like I think maybe I gave my blood sweat and tears for this and yeah. I was like holy crap like incredible he, ho- he hosted parties he starved his body that's so like true. he'd be saved by a perfect kiss I guess <laughs> I don't know about that part that seems a little the blood like, soaked oh, down. scripture but you know the blood soaked down is there yeah saved oh, by so make the friendship bracelets that's what I like <laughs> So all the disciples thorn, the have a bracelet. Thorn friendship bracelets. <laughs> yeah, it's oh it's yeah. I don't I don't know. Like it's it's one of those songs where I'm like, man, what could have been? Because it really felt like she was cooking there at the end, and then like yeah. you said, it, it just it ends. And then, like, Has, wait, quick question: Has anyone ever actually had a friendship bracelet in this podcast? Yeah. Uh, Did you really? Yeah, I mean that's probably more of like a girl thing, maybe. But yeah, I guess girls yeah. were really into making those. Um, like little um the ones with like the little like, bands right because my brother was really into making those for a little bit too like little embroidery floss kind of mm, thing gotcha. and then there's also some more plasticky ones i mean it wasn't so much like we are best friends here's our friendship bracelets but like girls would just make them for each other and stuff got it so, okay yeah. yeah yeah they're cute they're fun so that was a nice touch i guess to, that's what really makes us feel like a song about like youth and reminiscing mm-hmm. so, yeah, I don't know. I I think my my take on this song is the ending's really good, but it just takes a while to get there, and then obviously you like what's at the end, but it's the end. So yeah, much after. I agree. Too sleepy for me for the first part, and then sleepy's a good, good way. I mean, part. she got the midnight part right. She sounds tired on some of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can t- you can talk about an intentional choice, but like I don't think that was necessary. I don't think it's a great payout if you're going to even if it was an intentional choice i don't think it was a great choice but um midnight rain next what are we i thought this was very catchy um i really like initially it was one of the ones i really liked but when i think about it it might be more the sound than the writing if i I mean i like Mm -hmm. the concept right like i like that it's like 
I like the picture perfect shiny family holiday peppermint candy. And like, I guess to her, which is funny because she literally has a song called Christmas Tree Farm about how yeah. she grew up on a Christmas tree farm and how cozy it was. Did she like, really? Oh, is yes, that real? No. It's so a Christmas in, song, actually. In fact, yeah, but no, that is real. Like she, outside of Reading, they lived on a Christmas tree farm. I don't know if they like so own the business, but they did live yeah. on the property of it. Yeah, I know. I know she. She's a PA native. I know she's like from. Yeah. I didn't realize she was a holiday farmer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much like farmer the family yeah, was, yeah. but they at least There's lived some. like on the property of the trees. And okay. it is kind of funny knowing her background. Sometimes I'm like. Taylor, I mean, I understand that right now your life isn't like that. You're like famous, but she's like picture perfect shiny family holiday peppermint candy. It's like, girl, that was you, but whatever. <laughs> um, but I get it though. Funny. It's like that's not necessarily her life anymore. You know, she's working on her career. She's not like trying to have kids at the exact moment. Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know when this. I would think this was probably about a relationship, maybe more in like her mid twenties or something um maybe someone that wanted to like settle down more yeah i, I think yeah. so well i mean like i get i get it too for her that's probably a very real thing to deal with now yeah because so, like the style expectation is that 33 like say she got married this year that would be late essentially yeah. so like i understand like that's probably like and I, again, she's been with the same guy for a while. I'm sure, like, they probably aren't in a rush. They haven't gotten married already. Like, they probably just, right. whatever reason, they're like, oh, we just don't need the title. We don't need whatever. Like, fine. Um, but yeah, I, I can definitely understand being a very real fear, real fear of, like, especially if she was in, like, her early 20s dating somebody. And she was like, I have my music. I want to be, like, this, like, I want to do all these things. I don't want to settle down yet. And the other guy in the relationship is more like, hey, I want to start a family. And it's like, well, it's not going to be with me then. Sorry. Like, it's a very real thing because there are people right. that kind of like, they they grow on different timelines, you know? And not, yeah. not necessarily grow. Like, it, it doesn't mean that you're more mature because you want to have kids. No, it doesn't. But, it's just like your preferences. And I mean, like, yeah. I, I don't, I like, I don't be about like trying to open up another kid of worms or a tangent. But like, yeah. it's really it, i honestly think it's not very common to see something like i, I think this, i don't know if this is true this is probably all rumor mill nonsense but like i don't know if you guys have heard like with tom holland and zendaya he like mm. proposed to her and she turned him down and he was like that's fine i understand that i respect that i'm gonna like you know like i'm more than happy to wait until she feels comfortable and ready to make that decision and i was like mm-hmm. i feel like that doesn't happen i feel like usually I mean, I like, feel like, I feel saying, like, well, I'll say this. If someone says no to a proposal, I feel like a breakup usually follows that. Yeah, that's what no, I'm I saying. Think like, that is it, very it mature. It, it true. can, like, it can result in just being like, I'm not ready now, but I do, I do love you or whatever. Well, I think it used to but, be more of a thing. Like, you hear yeah. old ladies sometimes say, I said no to him three times. Like, yeah, that's Because I think it used to be that I, from what I understand, I think proposals, people used to not talk about them as much. And the guy would just be like, hey, want to marry me? Yeah, and like, maybe the now. woman would be like, "I'm not ready," but like now, I think most couples like they talk about it a lot. That, that's that's a, I think it was my great grandfather on the Italian side um, <laughs> met met a woman on the boat over from Italy Aww. and was basically like, "Marry me," and she was like, "No," and he just like kept writing her again and again, and eventually, like the uncle that she moved in with was just like, "It's like write him back." <laughs> 
so apparently like he constantly asked like he asked like multiple times over like wait is that your great grandmother like well i mean i I never met my great grandparents so i don't know if it was great or great great but like he did Um, marry her eventually yeah yeah oh that's funny (laughs) yeah well back back then um harassment and stalking had different definitions too yeah, that's so like you know it's like you, oh how cute I, I, he keeps writing yeah. you i'm, I'm not yeah i'm not saying to do everything there's like that angle grandma. if he kept asking but i think there's also the angle of like people ask you say no i'm not ready or no i don't think this is the time and then people are like okay i respect that choice and then you still date because like you understand right. the different yeah. Like, again, it, it, it can but be a thing to, of just like, be, oh, I, I, will, I love you. I think you're the right person, but I'm not ready for marriage. Like, I will say, to be thing. fair, I don't, like, that's not something that, like, I expect to see often. Because, like, I can understand how getting shot down kind of makes it hard. It hurts, like, yeah. Depending on the way it gets handled. So, like, I think there's, it's interesting to talk about, like, people being at different places in a relationship. And one person wanting one thing and someone else wanting another and maybe not being able to come to that reconciliation point of waiting or kind of compromising or not being willing to compromise. So, right. yeah, I, I will also ask, but what did she mean by my boy was a montage, a slow motion love potion? Okay, okay. so that's what, what I'm this song. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, oh, all I, what I was going to say is, and I honestly think this was completely a, um, a PR relationship, but her and Tom Hiddleston, like mm, there were literally yeah. pictures of them making out on the rocks at a beach. I'm not mm. saying that this is about Tom Hiddleston because I don't think so. But that's what I was thinking of. It was like he was like a montage. Like our love was really sweet and like everything was really nice. But like there was like she broke his heart because he was nice. Like she had other plans. And I think that's yeah. one thing that's interesting. Is like that is true. She's like you know she has her career and all that. But at the same time, I'm like are you real? She like, he wanted it comfortable. I wanted that pain. I'm like, are you that, are you really midnight rain Taylor? Like, yeah. Are you that dark? Maybe yeah. she is. And maybe that's why she needs to go to therapy. But like, there's a couple of notes of that. Like, I mean, this kind of builds off anti-hero where like she is, yeah. kind, it's like, from what I understand like the Taylor Swift sort of relationship lore as it, as if you want to call mm-hmm. it that Tom Hiddleston's like pretty looked at favorably, right? Like he, like there was, he wasn't like, bad to her i don't know if that's true i think it was just a fake relationship honestly and that they were like let's take some pictures yeah yeah it was like a cute short thing but like it was like very like like she even says in the song like he was sweet and like i don't know if the fan base also like kind of i mean because the fan the taylor swift fan base like knows all i i don't think they like any of the (laughs) ex-boyfriends I think I think they've all wronged Taylor in some extent in law. They're well, I don't know that yeah. one. Like I feel like she talks Tom about is, the least, right? Like Tom is not- the one that like I literally don't think a song about him exists, and maybe that means something. Like maybe yeah. it well, this wasn't is the really real. Thing to one, yeah. and he's portrayed pretty favorably. If it is, yeah, me. yeah. So maybe that's I, true. Like maybe it was like a sh- like you said, it's like a short thing. It was good for PR. They kind of were into each other, but they were kind of at different places, and they just let it go. My and, only, I, I, yeah. My only other theory of who this could be about is, I think his name was Connor, last name Kennedy, <laughs> the guy that she dated. So he was actually younger than her. He was 19 and she was like I 21 or 22. Yeah. Right yeah. around the time of red, she was dressed in real like, you know, stripes and red and stuff. Yeah. She dated him for a bit. I wonder mm-hmm. if this could be about him. Cause it's like, 
picture perfect shiny family i mean okay kenzie family's not perfect but (laughs) it is like a big well-known family it's it's like the american institution yeah yeah yeah. so that's my theory about who this is it's like dating a romney like i get it like you know it's like not everything's perfect there but it's it's an institution (laughs) right okay do you want to go to the next one sure thing yeah oh man generally good like it's okay. Like I, I agree yeah. with you. I think the production is really good, and I think yeah. the songwriting I, is. I, fine. I, 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 I. It's one of the more interesting middle tracks for me. Yeah. I like the weird, like little vocal beat type of thing that goes on through it. Um, like where they kind of like take like that like mm-hmm. voice thing. I don't even know what it's saying. Yeah. It's like whatever. Yeah. I will say I feel like a lot of what the midnight concept represents for her, it's like reminiscing, right? It seems to be a big thing. It's a lot of looking back more than it is confessing. There is some confessing involved in the reminiscing and there's songs that are supposed to be confessionals, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of looking back on things, um, which I think it works somewhat, but I think one of my criticisms is the album can get a bit samey. And I think when you have so many songs looking back, it's like, you know, the differentiators kind of start to go away. Yeah. So for the next one, I have little to say because to be honest, I was trying to re-listen to some of these songs before mm-hmm. talking and I was like, I started re-listening. I was like, I don't want to listen through this whole song. Like, I, I consistently forget like what question sounds like. It makes like no impact oh, on wait, me I skipped question. I yeah. meant vigilante shit, oh, but okay. question is fine. I don't really yeah. have much to say on that either, honestly. Exactly. Like to me, it's it's like whatever. It, it's it's it catchy. It's very it's fine. yeah. It's, it's very run of the mill for it. what this album is. You know. Yeah. It could have been more interesting with the questions she asks, and yeah. but I I don't mm-hmm. know. I kind of found them very. <laughs> yeah. Personally, what, I just what, what, really I, like surface level. I, I do think the next one is is much worse though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, think you agree with me. I literally <laughs> forgot about question, but yeah. vigilante yeah. shit. I didn't oh, want to re-listen. So. Okay, what was she? Uh, she's back again. Why is the title Vigilante shit? Like it's terrible. And, and Taylor Swift, Vigilante. I will say I love the song, the the excuse me, not song. I love the phrase lately I've been dressing for revenge. I think it's very memeable, which is mm-hmm. very funny. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it exists. I will say that. I could literally yeah. see, I don't know if you guys remember, I remember whenever <laughs> yeah. fall comes around, people do the I can yes. start dressing, dressing, and it's the picture of yeah. Kermit with like a trench coat, like a mm-hmm. like a nice fit. And I just, yeah. <laughs> I just see that picture with the I've been dressing for. Yeah, but otherwise, this, I'm like, I can't this, do it. This is the worst song on the album. Is yeah. this Reputation I, era, I, Taylor? That's exactly it's very what it Reputation. Is. That's that's why I, I, you know, me. She song. wrote I, this. I and this is an old like, song. She I wrote wonder. this as a reputation extra. Draw the cat eye sharp enough to kill a man. Like, oh my god, stop. The eyeliner. What are yeah. you doing? And See, you know what like, I think is a better version of this vibe? Um, what's that? Shoot, from Evermore, the one with the um, Heim sisters. Nobody, no crime. I agree. Much I was better version. Because it's yeah. like, yeah, Taylor's not You can not do revenge mur- music's cool. That's cool Yeah, to do. Taylor's not murdering anyone, really. But no. Nobody, no crime has a really cool sound. Um, yeah, that's a cool like concept it. to use, like, kind of, like, murder like as, like, yeah. a vehicle yeah. for the story. Oh, excellent tweet that I think about all the time. When this mm-hmm. first came out, someone who really, like, they're not a Taylor Swift fan. Mm-hmm. I found their Twitter and they said, vigilante shit sounds like Lord with a head injury. And <laughs> Lord with a head injury is crazy. That's and right. Like, it kind of does. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. Also, like, I, I'm so yeah, sorry. Crazy. This is the 
I've told Ava this. I have a very strong distaste for music that does the whole, you know, like I think of the song where it's like, I'm a psycho, or like she's a any music where oh, the artist that? refers like to Ava Max, psycho, but da, 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 I'm a psycho. I hate yeah, that yeah, type yeah. of bullshit yeah. because you're not insane. You're not. <laughs> this feels like Riverdale shit with the hat. Like, I don't. Yeah. Like, it's just no, like, the, the only actual psycho people are in like death metal who actually like have murdered people. Like, like I get, and like, and I'm like do saying, like sacrifices and then make music yeah. about it. I'm not saying <laughs> you have to literally be clinically insane to use those. Like, I mean, it feels a bit yeah. weird using those terms. That term. Like, you don't have to be like, you know, dealing with, you don't have to have actually murdered someone to talk about how like you feel like you're a bad person or you're like, you're not to be fucked with. But there's a way to do, like, you know, like, don't mess with me. I'm not the kind of girl you want to fuck around with. Also, like, is Taylor. Well, actually, interestingly, Taylor, I'd, like, I would not fuck with her. Because she's powerful. She's powerful. But, like, not in this vibe, right? Not in this way. More, yeah. The things things mean that more, like, trying so hard to be edgy. The sense of, like, her being powerful is more, like, oh, no, she has connections. She's, like, one of the most famous people in the world. But she's not edgy. But, no, she's not edgy. No, no. Also, but like, that's I, the, where the one line, I, yeah. Sorry, I was just gonna say the one line that Go for it. insane too is like, while he was doing lines and crossing all of mine, oh. someone told his white collar crimes to the, <laughs> to FBI. the FBI. Also, like, I think she's oh done this God, better. Like, so I'll give you an example. Like, she's very good at like kind of having jabs that feel very like. I don't know, like, I think about, like, and All Too Well has some of the better, has, like, some of the best Taylor Swift, like, essentially, like, diss lines, yeah. right? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. that's what it is. I mean, like, I mean, and also, like, there's a very direct line in All Too Well where she says something about, like, how she gets older and his girlfriend stay the same age. Yeah. yeah. That's hard. She's a good that's songwriter. Hard. She's hard. a powerful yeah. woman. She can use, like, she doesn't need to, like, be this character. That's what this is. This is a caricature she, of it, someone it, who, it, like... It, it feels like putting on like I, I guess I guess the cat eye is exactly that like dressing in black for a night and being like you know ooh I'm 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 in my goth phase like <laughs> also I hate I hate the how the chorus starts I don't start shit but I can tell you how it ends that's what every like angry teenager says when they get in a fight with someone. <laughs> that's a, that's that's a battle rap line. I kind of like verse two is kind of funny because I just like. I know, Lindsay, you talk about people, like, there is, like, rumors about, like, the community. Some people have rumor about her sexuality. At first, it just sounds like she's straight up, like, she, like, unveils that this guy's a bad person to his wife. And then she, like, takes her, like. Oh, wait, what was it? Wait, wait, what what part? Where she says, verse two, where she's, like, she needed cold, hard proof, so I gave her some. She had the envelope where you think she got it from. Now she gets the house, gets the kids, gets the pride. Picture me thick as thieves with your ex-wife and she looks so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like that headcanon. Like, she took this dude's wife and had sex with her. <laughs> it's like, guess what? Your wife, she left you. Even better, she had sex with her. <laughs> I don't know, man. The, the song is just, it's fu- it's not supposed to be funny, but it is. It's so silly. It's so silly. And it, also, it, this it, one doesn't it's really a complete- fit with yeah. the album either it, it's it's such a yeah. swing and a miss like it's just like you, you really wound up for it and like just completely swung over the pitch like I, it's it's so and it's not very great as a so woman messy. empowerment song either i mean i know i'm a guy saying this but i think she has other music that does a better job of empowering women in Actually, shitty relationships than this that is a great transition to the next song because mm-hmm. i think bejeweled is pretty empowering and it's like didn't notice you walking all over my 
peace of mind in shoes I gave you as a present. And then mm-hmm. she's like, oh, and by the way, I'm going out tonight. She's like, I can still make the whole place shimmer. Um, when I meet the band, they ask, do you have a man? I can still say, I don't remember. Like, that's don't way more. That's hard. That's hard. This song is exist all too well. And plenty of other Taylor Swift songs. She has bars, but not in the way vigilante <laughs> shit tries to manufacture them. Yeah, exactly. This song was cool to me. Like, I agree. It felt very much like, I'm a, like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm mad at you. Like, why are you messing up my vibe? Messing up my peace of mind? The I whole, you know, you, stepping but I over. I miss sparkling. Like, she is sparkling. She is bejeweled. She made me want to wear sequins. Like, mm-hmm. she made everyone in America want to wear sequins, you know? Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember that era. Yeah, I remember everyone wearing sequins for a while. <laughs> They're back. Sequins are back. Are they they all the way back? I'm just joking, but I think Taylor Swift is going to make them be back. She'll do her best. But with this song. So yeah. I'll see if I can incorporate that to my fashion as well. (laughs) (laughs) My interpretation of like what this song is getting at is like sometimes in relationships it feels like one party like almost like holds the other back, maybe, right? Like you're famous, Mm -hmm. you're successful, Mm -hmm. but oftentimes it feels like you have to sacrifice that for the sake of you know, like women often feel like, you know, society tells them you have to put that aside to start a family, to do this, to do that. And oftentimes in relationships, there's partners who can be like, don't wear this or like, you don't want them to shine too bright because like they're insecure. So yeah, I do like a lot of that stuff. I will say this one concept and is great. And I think there's like great lines, like the walking all over her peace of mind, some weird lyrics. Yeah. And I'm that. not huge on like the grading on a curve thing was not, it was whatever to me, and I also uh, it's time to teach some lessons. So yeah. Also, I, 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 I can. Re- Taylor Sorry, Swift, I just I just realized. I think it's time to teach some. With all the extra better. credit that got graded on a curve, I think it's time to teach some lessons. Also, manifest destiny, Taylor That's Swift. Awesome. I can reclaim the land. Whoa, yeah. Taylor. Whoa. <laughs> I do like the concept of this one though, and I think it sounds pretty good. And like. Lyrically, it's a little shaky, but like I think it kind of makes up for it enough that I don't. Care. I think there's enough strong lines to like make get rid of it, like to kind of like temper anything. Really, honestly, ver- just get rid of verse two is not great. But if I ignore verse two, I like the chorus and I like the way she starts the song. So I also yeah. is this song the song short, right? Um, so much. No, it's like three minutes. It's oh, like three okay. minutes. Yeah, three fifteen. It flies by. Short. Oh. I, I okay I guess like TikTok songs have kind of like scrambled my brain though too because yeah. like when I was younger I probably would have said 315 was pretty short yeah but yeah. now I'm like oh a minute 50 that's like average like <laughs> well, I think that's a good thing if I'm asking is it short because like it didn't feel like it was overstaying anything it didn't feel super belabored yeah. like the beginning of your on your own kid was where it was just like okay yeah please I, do something yeah Lindsay what you, like what do you kind of think about this one overall bejeweled yeah I, I mean, I think it might have been my top listened to song on Spotify, which is very funny because That's I think hilarious. I just listened to it a bunch in the past like month or so. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not actually my objective favorite on the album. Mm-hmm. I just think it's very listenable. It's very like mm-hmm. empowering, yeah. just fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you wake I up in the morning, the sketchy ready to go to work and do the nine to yeah. five. You're like, and I think it's boss. a good single. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think it's her second single because she did a music video for it, but okay, yeah. which I actually haven't seen, but um, yeah, I think it's fun. I think there are some weird lyrics, but sometimes like she, like I said, Taylor Swift is a little cringe, you know, it's yeah, part of the yeah. thing. It's part of the deal. 
Yeah, um, I think the concept more than like the way she like the kind of like the stuff she's evoking more than makes up for like some awkward stuff about grading on a curve and teaching. Right. Yeah, right. I think I think I I would kind of go like I think this is probably the best of the middle tracks to yeah. me. Where I again I think instrumental I'm still not like crazy crazy about, um, but I think it's solid. Uh, but yeah, no, I like kind of like the confidence and like the presence that she kind of exudes on the track. Like that's what I would really say. Um, I think she has enough like hard lines on here, like especially towards the beginning of the track. Do you think we can wrap this up in like less than six minutes? <laughs> we we can if, do a speed round. Yeah, we if can. You I, I understand you, you probably have plans. We can we can run through. Don't have anything crazy to you know. What I'll say, um, yeah. what's notable to me in this one is Karma. I think Karma is a really fun song. It's on I the agree. same level as Bejeweled for me. I think they're both like very empowered. Like Taylor is like feeling it. Um, yeah. Karma makes me want to feel like someone should have bad karma. Mm -hmm. And I don't even feel that way about anyone. But I'm Car like, absolutely. <laughs> like, yes, yes. I, I, Karma is, I think, my favorite track on the album. Because karma so manifests itself in so many yeah. different ways. Like, you know, I think I think I've seen some people don't love the chorus on this one because they're like, why is karma everything? But like you can funny. ascribe it to I think it's cool because you can be like any good, any little thing, like, oh, this nice, pleasant thing, like the breeze on my hair in a weekend or my and the cat, cat in her lap. Yeah, that's it's cute. Like, that's cute. Those like moments, also, those nice karma moments. is a god. Like, what like what does that mean to Taylor? Like, does I, she yeah. I mean, does she think? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like we could probably have a whole podcast episode on like Taylor Swift's relationship with God. Like, what's going on there? <laughs> oh, I'm really intrigued. But is, I mean, is, is this a Christian? Uh, yeah. Is this a Christian artist? I don't know. God exists, I mean, and that's karma. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting because, like, uh, you know, like my family's Hindu, and karma is yeah. like a big part of Hinduism yeah. and the idea of like the energy you put out, the energy. And there's people who like, and I think it's, I mean, I like, I'm not particularly religious at this point in my life, but I kind of live by that principle, like that the energy yeah. you put out is eventually going to come find its way back to you. It might yeah, be I, I, in those little moments, like your cat yeah. giving you attention, or the hair hitting your, the wind hitting your hair just right or feeling relaxed for a moment but i think when yeah. she says it's a god maybe it's like something that governs how she maybe like kind of interfaces with life now like she knows mm -hmm. whatever she puts out will come back and find her in some way mm -hmm. yeah you know, i didn't think about it that like that and i really like it because i was viewing it more as like you know someone's done her wrong they're getting bad karma and I think that is a little bit of it, but I do really like viewing it that way where she's like, I've put out good. This is what I'm getting back because mm -hmm. I've done good. Um, yeah. And kind I think of the, the opposite break, of the anti-hero, yeah. right? Where she's like, exactly. I've messed up, but I also like, I'm getting good back too. Clearly, yeah. yeah. And I like the beginning where like, if you look down, you'll see the glare of everything you burn to just get there kind of talks about fame a little bit in that way too right like a lot of people do a lot of really vile mm -hmm. things to get famous and i also yeah. like the breakdown because the breakdown talks about karma in like the negative way like it's the thunder it'll, it'll track you down yeah mm -hmm. and yeah. then another standout one i would say like i think mastermind is fun like i agree um, i like mastermind she ends the I, album well I like it's it. so her like she just like she talks basically how she like oh, like thinks out everything and plans everything it's like that is kind of her mm -hmm. like the and vinyl also, <laughs> what do you say i said like the vinyl 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then also like there was the one song, what was it in Lover about uh no no no, no. it was um in like folklore, I think, about invisible string. Mm-hmm. How it's like, oh, what if this is all fate? And then she's like, no, this wasn't no. fate. I planned this out. Like, yeah, I like that. It's very her. Yeah, I agree. I think I, I like Karma and Mastermind um, on the back half here. Um, Labyrinth and Sweet Nothing, I fall in my, they're fine. Sweet Nothing, yeah, I exactly. don't love that it's a sweet much. Song. Yeah. yeah, but it's, yeah. it's, it's fine. Like, it, yeah, I think this album has a lot of just fine. I mean, Vigilante should. I think I will. I will say, vigilante shit is bad. It's a bad song. Very terrible bad. execution. Very it's bad. stuff she's done better in other songs. Yeah. You mentioned the one with Haim, and then there's also like lines mm-hmm. on other songs, literally bejeweled, yeah. where she does a much better job of calling people out on shitty behavior. Yeah. I, I will say, I think um, for for wrap up, we probably will have to jump jump on something more. Yeah, yeah, but. Not for not for too long, but yeah, I, I might want to bounce for. <laughs> oh, I understand. If you gotta go, Lindsay. Yeah, we we can close out the episode. But if no, Lindsay, but if you yeah. want to give your final thoughts now, go ahead. Um, my final thoughts would be, I like it. Definitely not the worst Taylor Swift album. It's grown on me since mm-hmm. the first couple listens. It's very listenable. Um, there are certain ones that are my favorite. I think it's a good follow up pop wise from Lover, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of. I think she's like feels empowered to an extent. She seems like she's like learning more about herself. I think it's all like a good general direction. Not my fate. Like if anything, I would say like her red re-record and like the new songs with that. I was like, oh, this is great. But also, I loved red. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see what she'll kind of come out with in the future. And then also, if she does more re-records, like I'm really intrigued by those. Mm-hmm. But in yeah. general good slop i'm looking forward to the fact that her tour coming up is like i know right is (laughs) eras so like i like that her tour is being branded as like she's playing everything Mm -hmm. um which is nice i think zoom is gonna cut me off in a sec but it was great joining you guys to talk about taylor for like really long (laughs) all right yeah so Lindsay did get cut cut off there by zoom Uh, zoom got said enough taylor talk but we would like to thank Lindsay for joining us. Uh, we've already messaged her saying thank you. I think that she's probably done for the day because uh, I think she's got plans and things like that. Which can you believe that yeah. song? Plans? Plans? Not podcast? I mean, look, t- I yeah, told her that what we got in here. Uh, yeah. Taylor Swift presents so much. She's an entity, mm-hmm. right? Musically yeah. and culturally. You know, the first chunk of this episode talks about some of the shortcomings that come with that. Yeah. With her and her brand and the way it's managed. But all in all, it was fun having Lindsay on. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. always a pleasure. Always, well, pleasure. Always, obviously, we'll bring her on for other stuff. It's not just going to be Taylor talk all the time. It's mostly going to be Taylor talk, but mostly, <laughs> but not entirely. Yeah. Um. I guess we'll wrap up. Uh, do you uh do you want to give this one a rating? I mean, yeah, I can give it a rating. It but... falls very much in like the middle of the Taylor Swift discography. It's not mm-hmm. awful. It's not relatively not good, but it's also not relatively great. Yeah, I agree with Lindsay. I think from a pop perspective, it's it's a nice follow up to mm-hmm. the cover, which had some really rough stuff going on with the single. Yeah, but it's definitely not as good as the folksy stuff, and it's certainly not as good as any of the re-recorded stuff either. Which mm-hmm. she's also added new flair to those. It's not like I'm saying her old stuff's better. She does different things. Yeah, on the yeah. Recording, but yeah. All in all. I think it's a fine listen. I'd probably put it in like 
a six six and a half range like to mm-hmm. me, five is a very mid album it's got an it hits high enough that it, i think it's a little above kind of the midline but it's that's the thing it's generally a mid album unfortunately it's generally very fine and then in the case of vigilante shit pretty fucking bad mm-hmm. yeah but i think the opening stuff with like i liked lavender haze maroon parts of anti-hero uh, I liked parts of You're On Your Own Kid. I liked Bejeweled. Uh, I thought Labyrinth was fine, kind of interesting. I thought Karma was really good. Sweet Nothing was sweet. As, and then Mastermind mm-hmm. was like a nice way to end it. So there's enough positives to put it above a five for me. But I think all in all, it's not going to be... I know like, you know, there's stuff with the vinyl and all that. I don't think it's going to be a very memorable part of the discography. I think it'll just kind of get shuffled into the middle. Yeah. But I'm not so, a very essential piece of the Taylor Swift discography, in my opinion. So personally, I'm gonna be a little harsher than you. Go for but it. But that's but you know. Um, but I find myself now kind of like in my life with like my taste in music and everything, mm-hmm. that when things are boring, that's really what gets me. Yeah, the boring um, aspect and of this is rough. The the again, I, I talked about during our reviews and stuff. That middle part of the album is just like so flavorless to me. Like there's just not enough to like really like get me engaged. And like there, there are tracks I do like. I really like Karma. I like Mastermind. I like Lavender Haze. But even then, those highs aren't as high as like some of like her other albums. Like I, I don't think there's a style on this. I don't think that they, like you know, like you know what I'm saying, right? Like I don't think there's like any like songs in here that I'm like, oh, this goes into like the Taylor Swift pantheon. This is like, you know, like there's top a couple that touch like the upper echelon, but not anything that's gonna I think be iconic. Yeah. I think Anti Hero is gonna be so popular, it'll probably yeah. But yeah, for me, like like one thing about like just like quality, like I'm just like I don't think that there's too much that exceeds like her like like that i i just don't i i think that she's made a lot better songs um even the ones i do like i think she's made a lot better ones um for me i think somewhere between like four and a half and five then because like i it's it's just like again i it, it it's it's just the way that my tastes have changed too where it's like i like the playlist music stuff has really killed like how i look at like boring fine tracks where I'm just like, there's just like nothing for me to grab onto, you know? And like, it's just like something with such a little impact on me for like large swaths of it. I just like, I can't really go too positively on it. So it's yeah. between like four and a half and five for me. Yeah, I think it's, I th- and I, I mean, like Lindsay said, the tour is an Eros tour. And it's, yeah. I think that's good because frankly, like, I mean, obviously, there's not great right. concert material on this outside. And of a lot, she's going to do songs off of this for sure. But yeah. I do think like Midnight's is ultimately just like, and I think you and Lindsay, that concept, like, that sounds interesting. Like the 70s yeah. pop Taylor Swift. Like, yeah. Forget, like, I mean, you can be introspective in that sort of style as well. But that would have been really cool too because there is some mm-hmm. aesthetics that definitely speak to that with some of the stuff she did for the rollout but i think all in all it's a very fine taylor swift offering she's you know obviously she's a mega artist and people are gonna eat up you know pretty much anything she does but Mm -hmm. 
she's done better in recent memory. So I yeah. think this will ultimately just be like you'll take some songs off of it, but yeah. the album as a whole is not anything I feel any. Uh it's called Midnights for a Reason. Ah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But um, yeah, no, I, yeah, again, I I I didn't love it, but hey, like it's fine. Not all of them are going to be winners. For it's me. not it's offensive okay. in any. I will no, say it's not no, like no. egregiously bad. The vigilante shit no. is egregiously bad. I hate that. Yeah, song. I'll sign that. That's all. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Look, it's way better than Reputation. <laughs> Leagues of Reputation. It felt like I was flashing back to that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Leagues. The, the album is Leagues better than Reputation. I didn't say this when we so. reviewed it. I didn't finish it the first listen through. I like stopped. I like skipped it. I was like, I'm not, I don't like this song. I don't really feel the. That's really point. funny. I like. I went back and like listened to it in entirety just to like, yeah. Kind of, I like. I like. I have the genius pulled up because I've been reading the lyrics. But like, my goodness, that song pissed me off. Like half mm-hmm. it, and I was like, forget this. But yeah. I think that'll be it. This is a super long episode, but Taylor yep. Swift is Taylor Swift. So yeah. You know. If hey, if you get mad at us for not giving this album crazy high ratings, we gave Taylor Swift like a two-hour episode. So. Yeah, and again, me and the song, we both like Taylor. It's not like you know. It's you know we're not trying to we're not trying to be anyway about it like we're not trying to be like two guys on the internet bashing Taylor Swift or anything. If a song came to positive review too, so I gave it a five. Yeah, that's anything above a five is positive. But that's positive. Anything above five is positive. I also we want to reiterate super super grateful that Lindsay hopped on the show. It was a Mm -hmm. lot of Of time, but I'm glad she gave it to you know spend with us and help us put this episode together. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed as well. We hope to keep the collaborations rolling. We've got the Christmas stuff, hopefully, coming mm-hmm. up with, with Jason. We'll try and make sure that's actually you know, works yeah. for him and his schedule. And maybe one other one that's, like, floating around as an idea. I don't know if we'll – we'll see if we can get it to happen. Yeah. And obviously, I, feel, list- I feel like it should happen because it would be appropriate because we've done the other ones um, yeah. with them. List so. week, list content will be coming. I, it'll probably – I will see. I think it's going to be – I think early January. Yeah, yeah, it'll be early January stuff as we finalize stuff and put things together for it. Yeah. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Trying to give you some nice content to listen to on your holiday trips back home you, or vacations. Yeah. You should hear from us around the holidays at least because we, we are doing another cinephile. We just have to figure out the timing. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get Jason on soon. Yeah, so we'll, we'll figure out the time on that, but you'll hear from us soon. Yep. But if you don't hear with us before uh, the major holidays kick off, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, uh, whatever else you celebrate, just, you know, have a great time. Enjoy being with your family and everything. Yep. That's all we got for you. And as always, stay creamy. Stay creamy, y'all. Peace out. Bye.